Hello, hello, hello. It is the best show. I am Jason Gore, otherwise known as Dudio. It is Best Show LA. We are connected with the LA studio. We're waiting for Tom to get in studio. Uh, and before that happens, uh, Mike and I are going to hang out with you for just a few minutes. Go ahead and give us a ring. 201-332-3484. Best Show LA continues. Filthy Friends, their new album Emerald Valley on Kill Rock Stars. Before that, we heard Eyelids, and it's about to go down. And I believe we are connected with Tom Sharpley. What? What? Hi, everybody. Who's there? Uh, Mike? It is just me and Mike. Just, just us. Mike. Yeah, what's up, Mike? Where's he? He said he's, he's doing pretty good. Good. How are you, Jason? I'm great. I'm great. It's um, Jason Dudio Gore. Yes. And Mike what's brought his going? own food. He was like, "We don't have to order pizza tonight." Mike got his own food. <laughs> he brought his own. It was like he was carrying a sack lunch in. That's weird. So that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Something's up. That means something's up. Yeah. He's, he's going to pull a fast one on me. Yeah. He got two different roles. I think. What Mike, were, get in here. Get in here, Mike. I don't want to hear Jason tell me about yeah, the food. No. I want to hear it from yeah. your mouth. Yeah, we need the Mike perspective on this food. 
Yeah, I know. That's why I said bring him in. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. What's going on, Tom? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. That was a joke, Jason. I... Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm very good. What's the now? What you you brought your own food? What did you bring? No, I I knew, I was out and about this afternoon, and I was mm-hmm. thinking like, okay, you know, we don't have Pat here. It's just me and Jason, and I figured I'd bring some food in. I got a sausage roll and a broccoli roll. You know, we can zap it in the microwave. This way we don't sure, have, sure. We won't be distracted by a delivery guy. I will say that oh. I was I was totally willing to order a pizza. I'm pizza out. You're pizza out? Yeah. Kinda... So you got two so things that are basically pizza. There's, the There's a little bit of that, yeah, too. Yeah. Okay. Pizza fatigue? Pizza fatigue. I took home last week's pizza. I, I think I still got a couple slices in the fridge. Uh, well, you guys know you can order something other than pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Lack of a Sure you don't want something else? A nice, uh, nice uh, sub sandwich, Mike? <laughs> no, this will do fine. This will do fine. Good. 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 Yeah. Well, yeah, look, I appreciate... Did you get a receipt? <laughs> no, no, Tom. I'm, I'm, this one will be on me, you know. No, I, no, 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 no. I know how this goes. This all end up paying tenfold for this one. Yeah, this goes if I on a list. The money for the Tom, sausage roll. Tom, I can yeah. handle it. I can handle this. You know, it's not gonna. Oh, I know you can. I know. I know you can afford a sausage roll. I'm not gonna put me out. But if I don't cover it, it comes back in it's one headshot. It's one headshot. Frankly, it comes back in attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I get it back that yeah, way. Yeah. And whatever. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Whenever. How are you, Mike? I'm Otherwise. Doing, I'm doing good. Other than the sausage roll adventure. <laughs> you're, not, you're not missing anything in Jersey. It's very very sticky, you know, for sweaty guys. It's it's that time of year again. So uh how are things in LA? It's supposed to be dry there, right? Yeah, it's dry here. Yeah. Dry heat. Sure. It's dry. <laughs> I don't know, is it? I guess it just kind of is. Do you find you sweat more in New Jersey or California? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> this is just a subject I. Yeah, this I would really. This isn't a show starter. I'm just curious, you know, about these things. So what's up with what's up with Jason? How are you, Jason? I'm what good. what's going on? I'm good. Just do you have uh, anything to plug? I do have some. Uh, Pat and I have our show at uh, Union Hall on Sunday, July seventh. So it's Sunday, July seventh, and the show's called "It's Come to This." So it's come to this. So it's come to this, starring Pat Byrne and Jason Dudio Gore. Yes, and we're gonna have some guests. It's gonna be a fun one. So at Union Hall, Union Hall in Brooklyn, New York. Yes, Union Hall is a very nice place. I love it. You can play bocce ball there if you if you so wish. Yeah, upstairs. Usually, not a whole lot of overlap between the people playing bocce ball and the people going <laughs> to the comedy shows. Though it's a completely separate universe. Yeah, two different crowds. Yeah, that's the way to run a business, man. You bring two different people in, two quadrant. They got a great two quadrant business going on in Union yeah. Hall. How are you? How's LA? That's eh, fine. So, um, yeah. So, so, yeah. So you got that. Great. Okay. Uh, the phone number is 201. What is the number again? 201-332-3484. 201-332-3484 is the number. If you want to call the best show, my name's Tom Sharpling. I'm the host. 
And I've been doing this show for a long, long time. And I'm still doing it. And apparently I will keep doing it. <laughs> apparently this is this turned out to be my thing. Uh, Who would have known? Hey, most Who would have known that this is hey, my life? This is my Synecdoche, New York. Listen, yeah, but most people don't have this, Tom. Think of that. Think of that. Something upon. Oh, I know that, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm lucky, Mike. Mm-hmm. I know are. that. Yeah. You've got a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I got a thing. You got a thing. Yeah. No, you do. <laughs> APMike.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the things, I'll tell you, the hustle you got going on over there. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking you know, the, 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 uh, the, the, now you see me, those, the magicians and now you see me could learn from you in terms of trickery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could teach Chris Angel a few things okay. about, yeah. about illusion. Because <laughs> yeah. you wave your hands and then people send you Money for you to pull some musty old book out. <laughs> yeah. And I like, this is the thing he does. What kind of book do you want? Because he has this thing. It's Mike's Book Club, he calls it. <laughs> I, I, I may be soon phasing that out. Oh, you're running out of books? No, it's uh, – well, I, actually, I might go to – I've been selling trade paperbacks and hardcovers to, so they okay. get maximum value. But now I'm sort maximum of running va- – Okay. <laughs> what's, what's coming next? <laughs> Maybe just regular paperbacks, and I'll yeah, knock, knock the yeah. price down a little. Sure, you're gonna stop. Dro- you're gonna start dropping old newspapers into the <laughs> bag. <laughs> yeah. Jason's laughing a little yeah. too hard at you, Mike. <laughs> no, that's his thing. True. That's his thing. It's a little too much it's pleasure from it. It's, it's 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 the uh, it's Schadenfreude is what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that what that is, Mike? It is. Your spawn. Yeah, we we just had a discussion in masses about that word. Believe it or not. About Schadenfreude? Yeah, there's a lot of Schadenfreude at masses. Yeah. Masses, they, they take pleasure in the others. Uh-huh. There. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the pain of others. Mm-hmm. Masses is a kind of place like, like Mel Brooks once said, uh, Mike. Yeah. That tragedy is when I fall down. Comedy <laughs> is when you fall down. Yeah. Yeah. That's masses in a, in a <laughs> nutshell. Yeah. 201-332-3484. we got a great show. We, our friend Nick Thorburn is going to be in in a little bit. We'll talk to him all about music and cartoons and all the things he does. We should just list what he doesn't do at this point. That's the fastest thing with Nick, right? Boating. I don't think he has a yacht. So we will not talk about yachting with him. So... Any calls there? Yeah, let's go ahead and... Uh, line four looks good. Line four. Your yeah. idea good or my idea good? Line four, you're on. <laughs> my idea good. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, what's up? Who is this now? Come on. I, I rec- I'm starting to recognize the voice. It's Wally Wackerman, your favorite puppet. Wally, well, that's not true, actually, but... No? Yeah, no, it's you're not my favorite puppet, Wally. For people who oh. don't know, this is this puppet who calls the show Wally Wacky Man, and he's 
purple. Mm-hmm. And he's been listening to the show for a while. And his, what would you call him? Your overlord? <laughs> your I, god? I, I just say, my, my guy, my, my dude, my your human. god. Oh, you call him your god then. Guy, 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 G-Y. Guy, okay. His guy. Well, it sounds like it's your drug dealer. Your guy. Okay, then, then let's just say my human. You're human. Are we human? Or are we dancer? The greatest lyrical turn in the history of songwriting, perhaps. The Killers! The pride of what city, Wally Wacky Man? Las Vegas! Holy moly, you got that right! Yikes! What? How'd you, you know that? about it enough on the show. Oh, you heard me say that to BB, probably. BB? <laughs> yeah. Can you name one Hello? other song by the Killers, Wally Wacky Man? When you were young? That's another one. Oh, um, my goodness. When oh, you oh, were young, you sit there in your heartache. Waiting on some beautiful boy to, to save you from your own ways. You beg forgiveness. Watch him now. Here he comes. He doesn't look a thing like Jesus, buddy. Walks like a gentleman, like you imagined when you were young. Can't p- sing any more of it. Mm, you gotta pay them. Nah, I'm not paying them. They got enough money. Well, I'm saying if you had, if you sang more. Wait, what are you, what are you gonna narc on me? <laughs> no, I rap me out? What you were, I thought that's you what you were You gotta go to BMI and rap me out? No, I Wally, thought that's the Wally point Wally you were getting at. Thinky man. <laughs> so, so oh, this boy. Wally Wacky man, he's a mm-hmm. puppet, and his owner is human, whatever he calls himself, is this guy, Zach, who, is a very nice guy. Very nice guy. And he's the brother of my friend Jason. Jason Walliner. Maybe the most talented person I know. Wow. I know, right? And yeah, also one of the nicest people, have... if not the nicest person I know. I love I understand him. you're going to have... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I'm just paying tribute to your brother. Well, Zach's brother. Zach's brother, yes. Now, Wally Wacky, just, man, what's going on? Well, I uh, I have a bit of an announcement, and uh, I've been holding back all day. I wanted to do it on the best show. I thought it was only appropriate. Yeah, it's great that you didn't go to any of the other media outlets with this announcement. I appreciate you saving it for the best show. I, I know you could have dropped this bomb on uh, any any number of uh, any number of programs. Sure. So you saved it for the only program that has had you on 80 times. Fair. Fair point. Look, I'm just giving you the business, Wally. I love you. I I like you, Wally. You're a good guy. Good guy. Thank you. Thank you. So what's this big announcement? Can I, can I guess? I I think you probably could. It's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been long. Long in the making, yeah. long awaited. Sure, this is it, the retirement. The what? retirement of Wally Wacky Man. No. Goodbye, Wally Wacky Man. The countdown clock has begun. Is that what the announcement is? 
Wally hung up. Wally hung up. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how I feel bad? Yeah. We'll, um, we'll never know what that announcement was. Well, now, well, I just got texted the announcement actually. So, oh, okay. Make a deal. Yeah. Call back, Wally. Wally, call back. I'll give you the hotline number. You can get right through. Are all the lines full? Uh, yes, they are. So, Mike. Mike. Get Wally the hotline number. And uh, give me. Can you put another call through, please, yep. Jason? Sure can. While we wait for Wally Wacky Man. Line three, you're on. Hello. All right. You're on the run. What do we got here? What is this? A uh, police chase? Oh, sorry. Hey. Hello. Sorry. Is it... Who is this? Hello. Oh, sorry. Hey, no. I'm sorry. Hey, it's Matt. It's Matt from Reno. Sorry. Matt from Reno. What's up, Matt? Hey, so I'm sorry. I'm I'm hearing like your show in delay. Let me uh, shut that down real quick. I apologize. So you got you've been um, listening hey. to it and it's bouncing back at you. Well, yeah, because I was listening to it on the app, but I was also on hold with you. But now here I am. So hi. It's Look, Matt I'm going to say that's you? that's a that's a mark against the call screening. No, no, say, Mike is fantastic down. with his broccoli roll. I'm I'm Mike's the best. I would never uh, impugn him. So um, I'm living in Los Angeles part-time now. Okay. And, uh, by the way, if you want to go do karaoke tonight in Japantown, I would love to host you. But, um, I'm all right. There is, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, Where? Cool. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, Who there's, knows? There's any, there's any number of places in Japantown where you can rent karaoke rooms and just, you know, get loose all night mm-hmm. if you're so inclined. Um, but I had a question for you. So, so I'm recently moved here. Just, I've only been really living here part time for the last like three, four weeks. And, um, when you were a kid, I don't know how things were on the East coast, but did you have on the 4th of July, like those big celebrations where there'd be like a Philharmonic playing in the park and then there'd be fireworks and you know, all, all of that. Hold the Philharmonic well, like, playing like in the a, park. A, where do you think? No, we're we're lucky. We'd go to a thing and the, there'd be some, there'd be those fireworks you'd see, and then you'd just drive toward them, is what my family generally did. And there's fireworks over there. Well, let's let's go to that. Let's go to them. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, but here, right, you maybe, you and, saw and, the and, fil- you see the Philharmonic. Well, I, I'm not. It could have been a you know a college band or a high school band, but they were playing like John Philip Sousa and stuff like that in sync with the fireworks. As well, you that's not a high school band. Then have you ever heard a high school orchestra? They're not going to be able to play in sync with fireworks. No, yeah, you're you're right. Bum, 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 bum. Is that what they're doing? Bum, 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 exactly. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's one here, you know, I've been trying to sort of immerse myself in Los Angeles culture and try to figure stuff out. And there's um, one in particular I thought you might be interested in if you're going to still be around on July 4th. Uh, hold, hold on. Uh, First of all, the thing I wanted to say is um, I want to say thank you to, to Forever Dog for having us up here. Thank you so much. we got Brett here. we got Chelsea's here. 
Thank you. The Forever Dog Podcast Network. What's the website again for that, Brent? Forever Dog Podcasts. Dot com. And there's, it's a plethora of great podcasts on the network. You got James Adomian's show, The Under, Underculture. You got, uh, Treks and the City, which is Alice Winterland's show about Star Trek. You got the podcast for Laundry with Brent Daniels, which everybody loves. There's the one coming up with Abby Elliott and Bridie. Conference call. And when's that start? September? In September, two of the funniest people going, Bridie and Abby Elliott. So, yeah, no, I'm not, I probably am not going to be here for the 4th of July, but what did you want to do? Well, uh, so in Costa Mesa, which is actually down in Orange County, um, you know, here in the Los Angeles area, on the 4th of July, they're doing one of those extravaganzas in the park with fireworks and music, except Rather than John Philip Sousa and the, you know, the standards, it's going to be a salute to the Eagles Hotel California. Yeah. Well, hopefully they, so if the only thing I can say is if any of the Eagles are there, maybe they can aim the fireworks some other direction than up. <laughs> but I mean, the, the fireworks plus the music of the Eagles as being played by an orchestra. This I, is the only thing I would want to see. If the Eagles' music was set to fireworks, Buana, Buana, the only good Eagles song, Buana, Buana, you know that song, wow, wow, Disco wow, Strangler? Disco Strangler, the only good Eagles song. Well, Buana, I mean, Buana. Wouldn't it be worth I love, it? When I saw Vampire Weekend do their six-hour show, um. Uh, Ezra had a, a vocoder, which was great to see. Which I like. And, but, but they weren't using it to play Disco Strangler. No, they didn't play Disco Strangler. They played their own music. We think they were a cover band? You see Vampire Weekend and you, what are you yelling out songs you want to hear? They just start playing them? Right. They got enough hits. They can't even get to all their hits. Well, I will tell you that they're going to be uh, utilizing the songs Love Will Keep Us Alive and Take It Easy in prominent roles during the fireworks show. Well, as long as as long as they're playing that hit Eagles song, Love Will Keep Us Alive, which is pretty much synonymous with the Eagles. Whenever you say the, <laughs> the Eagles, the first song that pops into anybody's head is Love Will Keep Us Alive. <laughs> Well, I mean, it might it's a show in California. It's patriotic. It's a it's a it's a thing in California, and they're playing "Love Will Keep Us Alive," not yeah. Hotel California. Well, they'll be doing Hotel California and "Take It Easy" as well, as according to the uh, playlist. So they released and, the and playlist a, in advance. The, well, they they they're they're giving you sort of a teasers to entice. This is what I would to, ask them. And maybe you ask them this, and maybe I'll stick around for these fireworks if, the, if we get the right answer. Ask them which Eagle song is going to have those big orange fireworks, you know, the big orange ones. Yeah, like the ones they do at Disneyland. Or anywhere else they do the Disneyland. I don't, I've never been to Disneyland. I don't know if they do them, but they do them at every fireworks thing I've ever seen, the big orange ones. Poof. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know those? Yeah, no, of course. The the, the big the, the the explosion looks like a big flower. Yes. Or uh, yeah, or but it's the color of like a like a like a like a uh, like a, uh, like a, a creamsicle kind of. Yeah. I guess you could say it's also the color of an orange because it's orange. That would probably make more sense than easier. for me to say it's the color of an orange creamsicle. I could have just said orange. I never said I was smart, Mark. It's Mark, right? Matt. It's Matt. Matt. Matt, Matt from Reno. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's, so uh, so you're going to check you're, you're going to check these fireworks out. Yeah. Sounds like a fun time, right? It's uh, Richard Kaufman is the con- I'm looking at my ticket here. Uh, Richard Kaufman is ticket. the conductor. Hold on, why yeah, do you no, need a yeah. ticket for fireworks? Well, I think you got ripped bucks. off. Well, you I saw go you coming park, from a mile away. Yeah. You just look well, up. I mean, you- they can't. They, they don't own the sky. But you can't hear the Eagles tribute band, Hotel California. That sounds like you're being punished. I'm excited about this. Good. I look. I'm I'm pumped for you also. And uh, Hotel California is the tribute band, and it's the Pacific Symphony that will be playing along with the Eagles tribute band. I'm sure they're hard at work rehearsing. I'm sure they're. Yeah, I'm sure they're. I mean, it's a great thing that you learn to play cello. You spend. You you spend your entire life. You start when you're four playing cello. And then the great thing is that now, now you get to play, uh, your second chair and you get to play life in the fast lane at the fireworks demonstration. You know, man, I'm just trying to find a way to feel less alone in this weird city. And oh, I get you. Look, do it. I get you, man. You know what you should do? Got him Piquito Moss. No, yeah, that's well, exactly. I was going to say, go hang out at Paquito Mosh. You'll meet people there. This is what you do. Order an ahi burrito, ahi tuna, get some guac and chips. Then what you do is you get a second guac and chips, and you tell people they can sit down and have some of that one. You can start a then podcast. You get, then you get some of that watermelon juice they got. You buy two of them, you have another one sitting for other people to help themselves to. You'll make make some new friends. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. All right. Well, cool. Well, if anyone, uh, anyone, any friends of Tom in Los Angeles want to go do karaoke in... uh, Japan town tonight. Hit me up. All right, send me the info. Maybe I'll swing by. Maybe I'll swing by and do a quick song. Right? Be, Maybe I'll be, pull in. I'll awesome. do. I'll run in. I'll do Carnival Nine by Emerson Lake and Palmer. 
part, second part. I'm not going to do the first part. And then I'll just run back. I'll just drop the mic, break it. You'll have to pay $300 for a new karaoke mic because they're certainly not giving anybody a discount on that. And then I'll just run back to my car. Okay. Well, I mean, that sounds like it'd be worth it. Email me the info, young man. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Have a great night. You as well. Any, what, what do you got for me? Line, got uh, got uh, Wally Wacky Man back? Wally's back. Great. W- Wally, you're on. Hey. Hey, Wally, what's up? Oh, not much. Just, uh, why'd I'd you hang up? In. Why'd you what? hang up? I didn't hang up. I don't know if I even could. I, you know, my fingers. I don't think the uh, these phones recognize them. Who hung up on Wally? Jason. I think it was. I think it was Dudio. Wasn't any of us. I would yeah. if I could, but I didn't. See. <laughs> okay. So you have a big announcement. This is yeah. Wally Wacky Man. Yeah. Hi, everyone. No, I'm going to just say this. I'm going to preface this with this announcement. You're going to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. This better not be you're announcing another episode of your dumb podcast. Well, it's been nice talking to you, Tom. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's the Pupcast is your podcast. The Wally Wackerman Pupcast, yes. Yes, and everybody likes it. It's a great show where you talk to different puppeteers and all about puppetry and and all that it's very interesting thank you so yeah so, this is a go ahead the third episode is coming out i was told it little birdie told me now it's available now it's available now well don't say yeah, that because everybody's going to shut this show off and go listen to it <laughs> download it listen to it after the show thank you that's that's so well who's the guest on this third episode of the podcast which when did the second episode come out? What's the time? What's the gap here? About three years. Three years between episodes. Trying to I set tell a you, record. You come up to Forever Dog with that attitude. You're out of you're out of the game. Well, I will say I now have officially surpassed uh, the previous tie with um, taking the leap, and I don't expect that they're going to have a third one from how things went down. Yeah, well, they they also are still operating within this calendar year. <laughs> well, look, years will come and go, and there will still not be a third episode. Well, let me just get this from you. When's the when do you foresee the fourth episode of this pupcast happening? <laughs> a lot quicker, fingers crossed. Will there be a different president when this episode, the next, the fourth episode of the pupcast comes out? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> One can only hope. But Ooh, maybe political. <laughs> you just lost half your audience. Uh, you just lost half your audience right there, Wally look, Wacky per- Man. Per- purple is a combination of red and blue. I want that line. There he goes. Right back to right back to being craven. <laughs> well, you, look. you. No, seriously. This is what I say when people ask me about my audience. I say, hey, man. Republicans listen to podcasts too. There you go. I say that's not what I say. That's Uh-oh. just a joke. That's like the thing that that's a that's a paraphrase of what Michael Jordan said a long time ago. Oh, he said Republicans buy sneakers too. 
when they were like, hey, why don't you take a stand on any of this stuff? He's like, Republicans buy sneakers, too. <laughs> gotcha. So the pup, who's on episode three of the Pupcast? Well, the title says it's a special mystery guest, uh, so I don't want to give it away, but I will say um, the best show actually came up. With this guest? Yes, uh, he, he even does an impression of you. He has a Tom impression in there. you got to tell me who this guest is. Well, would you like me to play the clip? I could if you want. Sure, let's hear the clip from the Pupcast. Episode 3 of the Pupcast. Okay, give me just a second. A Wally Wacky Man's Pupcast. Okay, uh, here we go. Let me, um, maybe putting it on speaker would be better. Hold on. You turn the bed music in, oh, please. Oh, oh, What's that? Did you hear that? Not really. Oh. Oh, well. Or maybe well, it's just on my end because it's coming through a different line on my end. Mike? Adudio, do you know who that was? Could you tell? I, I couldn't really tell. Play it again, Wally. All right, give me one second. Oh, I heard I heard that better. It was is that is that Kermit the Frog? <laughs> yep, you got it. So Kermit the Frog, how did you get Kermit the Frog on your show? <laughs> let's let's leave that a little bit of a mystery for now. But uh, if you listen to it, I think you could figure out how. It's just a soundboard, isn't it? <laughs> Look, I don't want to break the illusion too much. He's not there. You didn't get Kermit the Frog. Because it sounded, it had that quality of just like, Hi, this is the soundboard's how Like you assembled it. Like you're, like you're trying to fake it. Like you, it's like you took someone hostage and they died or something and you're trying to fake that they're still alive by, I am fine. Please pay the ransom so I can get released. I will say, it is entirely Jim Henson's Kermit the Frog. So there you have okay. it. Jim Henson. Now, who's that? Yeah, gone, gone almost 30 years now. Who, which, which one is Jim Henson? Miss Piggy? He's the guy who started, he started it all. He, he was the guy who made the Muppets. Miss Piggy. No, that was a Frank Oz character. Okay. Frank Oz. Mm-hmm. So Jim Henson did Wizard of Oz? Well, there was a Muppets Wizard of Oz, but that came after yes. he had uh, passed away. Okay. So there's Jim Henson, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jim, what what did Jim Henson do? He made the Muppets. He made the Muppets. So he was the guy that sewed the Muppets? Um, but like, who, who got that. under the table in a black unitard? I, I Jim Hansen? I guess there were probably occasions when he did, along with some of the other people. And he did the voices? Um, yes, certain characters, yes. Well, like, which, voice did, did the, which, voices, which, which voices did Jim Hansen do? Well, you know, he is, it's the voice and the performing, the manipulation. So, Kermit, um, you know, on Sesame Street, there's uh, Ernie, 
uh, Guy Smiley. Um, you know, he was uh, Ralph the dog who plays the piano. Um, Dr. Teeth, also uh, a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, Waldorf, one of the two old men in the balcony. Cool. So he did all those puppets. Mm-hmm. And then Frank Oz did a couple other ones. Oh, he did. He did some of the big famous ones. He did Miss Piggy, um, Fozzie Bear, Animal, Sam the Eagle on Sesame Street. He was Bert and Grover and Cookie Monster. So if I had needed a point of comparison, Jim Hansen was like Johnny B, and Frank Oz is like uh, uh, the other Jerky Boy who did Egyptian Magician. Is that a fair comparison? He hung up again. He hung up again, and he's going to blame us. Yeah. Give me one other call, and then I'll bring Nick uh, Thorburn in. All right, line two. Line two, you're on. Hey, what's going on? Who's this? This is uh, Mike in Nashville. Mike in Nashville. You've called before. How are you, Mike? I have. I'm good. How about you? I'm good. What's going on? Not much. Uh, since you're in California, I thought it would uh, be appropriate to ask you if you've seen The Dirt yet. The Dirt? Oh, the, the, the Motley Crue movie. I have not. I still haven't gotten around to it. It is by, I don't like it, and I don't like Motley Crue, but I've watched it eight times. Eight times? Eight times. It's unhealthy at this point, I think. Yeah, you're losing your marbles. If you listen to the song Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue, every part of that song is is of a low quality. Yeah, there's no good parts of the song. And no, they, the piano playing is terrible. Points, right? the, the, the lyrics are terrible. The recording is terrible. The production is terrible. Every part of that song is should have been better. That is, yeah. Now, the singing, you know, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> right? When he says, I could have come home, huh? But I should have been that low. Right? Oh, yeah. No, there's. He has uh, the lyric there's... in it. My heart is an open book for the whole <laughs> world to read. He's like running down a checklist of lyrical cliches. Yeah. That song could, but it's amazing that it's a huge hit. Good for them. I bet they're still making that home sweet home money. I'm on my way. Just set me free. <laughs> oh, man. I do like how they were seen as, like, the heaviest band, and then uh, Vince Neil sings like a very small girl. You know what's a good Molly Crew song? Is that song where it's like, girl... Don't go away, mad girl. Just go away. That's a good one. Ooh, which one is that? It's the one I just sang. Uh, what was the name of it? I'm sorry. Girl, don't go away, mad. Is maybe what it's called. Uh, that is it's a great sense. It's a very thoughtful song. <laughs> just go Molly away. Molly known for their thoughtful lyrics. Yeah. Yes. They were not known for their lyrics. There will not be a collected book of poetry released by the Motley Crue camp. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a tough book to get through. 
Who's the most famous actor in the dirt? Is there anybody who's like known or is it all unknowns? Uh, oh, there's that, uh, well, Pete Davidson's in it for like a few minutes. Well, who does he play in it? He plays their, uh, like record, uh, he plays the A&R guy from Electra Records. And I'm telling you this, I want to part in a movie where I get to be the, the record label guy who either doesn't get it, is trying, I want to do that so badly. It's just like, guys, guys, you know I love you. This record, though, this is not what we're supposed to be putting out now. This is not going to work. Guys, this is this is bad. What happened to the old style? Do the old. Why can't you do what you did before? Like in, like in Bohemian Rhapsody when, he, when he's just like, Mike Myers is like, he's like, nobody wants to hear a... Nobody wants to hear a six-minute song. And it's like, there's no hit songs of six minutes. I would just have one about Hey Jude. It's the biggest song by the Beatles. It's the Beatles' most famous song. The biggest <laughs> band ever. It's their biggest song. And it's seven minutes long. Yeah, that, uh... But I want to play you, one of those guys where I'm like, like, I heard your tape. It's not bad. There's something here. You guys have something. I hear something. I'm telling you, you guys have it. I could be either that guy or be the guy just like, you guys are terrible. You guys are bad. You're never going to make anything. You're never going to make anything out of yourselves. And then I'm the guy who like has to like, you see me in like a parking lot listening to it, right? Yeah. And like, like I'm like in the parking lot of a Jimmy John's and the band's music's on the radio. And then like a glob of mayonnaise falls on my shirt as I'm listening to it. You shed one single tear. Yeah, I'm just, I got crushed. <laughs> That'd be great for the, uh, there should be a Pet Sounds biopic. Oh. Yeah, they made a Brian Wilson movie. Oh, they did, and I watched it. Yeah, that's the one with I, uh, uh, John Cusack and Paul Dano. Dano played; they both played Brian Wilson. I like that movie. That's a good movie. It was. Yeah. I want to work on a Mike Love biopic. Be the, can you imagine how great that would be? What's the hat? Hey, right. Thirty minutes of the movie taken up by him going hat shopping, baseball cap <laughs> shopping, right? Yeah, I want to get the exact right Russian hat. Yeah, because he wore that uh, that babushka for a while. Yeah. Where's Mike Love sang babushka? Kate Bush's song babushka. I'd pay much. Mo I'd pay money to hear that. I would like to hear that too. I'd pay money to hear Kate Bush do a do a Kate Bush should she's never gonna play shows in America ever again. I don't know if she even did in the first place. I don't think she ever played here. I just started getting into her. You just started getting into her? Yeah, she's very good. What's your favorite song? Rolling the ball. That one? Rolling so far, the ball well, so far, away from me. Heist, I feel like. you, you like that one? 
I haven't heard that one. It's a good one. I'll definitely check it out. Any specific album to listen to by her? Just listen to all of them. It's, she's listen she's great. She she. There's nothing wrong there with that catalog. I will check that out. I'm very excited. I like her voice and whatnot. Yeah. All right, man. You got anything else? <laughs> no, I'm good, man. Thank you. All right, bounce this, dude. So let me just say this. This is the best show. I'm in Los Angeles. Dudio and Mike are back in Jersey City. What, 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 where's Pat? On assignment? Pat is on assignment. Yep. Okay. I believe he was in San Francisco over the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Do you know whether he drove or did he flew? I think he drove. That's an SCTV joke. <laughs> Nobody gets that one. Hashtag Sid Dithers. Oh boy. Is this thing on? <laughs> Is this thing off? <laughs> I'm ready. There. I'm ready to go. You're there. So, and again, we're here at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Very nice studio. Home of so many great podcasts. And thank you to them. Forever Dog Podcasts. Dot com. And look, I'm gonna say this. I went over to the uh, the other guy's place, the distinguished competition, as you may call it here. Sure, they got boxes of donuts. They got cold brew on tap. They, wait, actually, why am I not there? Boy, I think I'm in the wrong place. It sounds pretty good. Hey, wait, why are you going? Where are you? You're going there too, Brett? You can't leave. Brett's heading there now. I'm going to say this. You guys have what they don't have. The eye of the tiger. This place is hungry. This forever dog. This forever dog needs a bone. Right? You got the hunger here. They're getting flabby up there. They're getting flabby and lazy. And that's when you come in and you knock them out. Cause they, 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 they think you're just, they think Forever Dog's just a tomato can. It's a tune-up fight. So when the in- inevitable fight between podcast networks happens, I'm putting my money on Forever Dog. Sure, they have 70 successful podcasts and an entire advertising arm. But you got what they don't have. Heart. They don't have heart, Brett. They don't have heart. Forever Dog's got heart. Sure, they got donuts and cold brew on tap and 11 studios somehow. Couldn't imagine. Really? That many studios, huh? Heart. I bet on Forever Dog. Studio? Yeah. Did Mike give you any of the sausage roll? He didn't. He specifically said he wasn't sharing when he brought them in. He showed me that he was going to heat them up in the microwave, but when I asked if I could have any, he just shook his head. Well, look, there's there's peanut M&Ms there. Yeah, unless you, unless someone of you took them home. No, I'll, I'll, I'll just eat some Skittles. I'll be good. Good. I have a feeling when I'm not there, things suddenly stick to people's hands, if you know what I mean. Right? A couple things of Pringles can- going out. I could picture Mike just being like, 
I don't know. That the thing of peanut M and M's stuck to my hand. <laughs> Let me bring my my guest in. This guy. He is. What can't? What can you say about this guy that isn't hasn't been said already? He is very talented. Very talented young man. He is a. The, we first knew him as a as a musician for for the band uh, the Unicorns and then Islands, and then what? He made a short film and it was great. That dog. Then he puts a book out of illustrations. And it's great. It's one of the, one of the most poignant things I've seen. And then he writes the thing on cereal. That song. What can't this guy do? Let me bring to the show Nick Thorburn. How are you, Nick? Hi, Tom. I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for the lovely intro. So, yeah. So, look, <clears throat> Earwolf, they have their they have music stands in a whole other room. You don't move your chair back three inches and crash into a music stand. But you guys have what they don't have. Heart. Yeah, that's it. How are you, Nick? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is exciting. Let me just say Wally Wacky Man tweeted out, I got this, if I got disconnected due to something on my end, I have no idea what it was. Sorry about that. Thanks for taking my call. So go listen to the Pupcast, episode three. It sounds like it's going to be a good episode. He's got Kermit the Frog on it. Um, yeah, so that'll, that'll be, a, that's available everywhere, I'm sure. So check that out. You a fan of Wally Wacky Man? Nick? I'm a fan of, um, the whole family. The family, yes. The family, the Walliner family. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, good group of, of, of young men. Young, young boys that have been reared well. Yes. Great parents. Mm hmm. Which one's your favorite? Mine is, mine is Jason. <clears throat> I would probably lean towards Jason if uh -huh. I had to, if pressed. Yeah. He's but, a good But the question is, a good one. who comes in second? <laughs> That's the question we won't answer. Well, I know Harry more because Harry lives out in, mm -hmm. in LA. He works, yes. He works out here, so I, I see Harry more, so I would, I would probably, uh. The H-Man, he goes the by. The H-Man. Yes. Yeah. You take Harry second. I'll take Zach. All right. That sounds fair. That's a fair trade-off. Mm -hmm. So, Nick, you make music and you do mm -hmm. the, all that. Mm -hmm. And you started off with unicorns and the, then you went to islands. Yeah. Islands has been, uh, what are we talking about? 13 <clears throat> years now for islands? Well, yeah. I, I mean, it, we started in 2005 making a record. Um, and then we put out that record in 2006. And then 2016, we played our 10th anniversary shows. Um, yeah, was that uh, one of you them were, in you, New York? You were. You it. Yes. And though that effectively was our last show, uh, that was our last show, that that uh, 10th anniversary show. And and um, now I'm not sure whether we're gonna what what's gonna happen, but. Mm -hmm. But I, it was a clean ten years, so I don't I don't know the next step. But uh, just taking taking it one step at a time. That's all you can do. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. look, you're an artist, Nick. Mm -hmm. I've told you this. Yep. You're an artist. You go where the art takes you. 
That's what. That's all you can do. Right. You can't be calculating moves. No, it doesn't fly. It doesn't work like that. They people can sense it. Yeah, a mile away. It's woven into the DNA of it. Yeah. Somebody's trying to. Somebody's trying to swing a cash grab. Mm-hmm. And then they don't want it. I don't want it when I can tell somebody's doing a cash grab. Mm-hmm. And then, but that's why you're true. You're true to yourself in yeah. all of your endeavors. I got nobody else. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's kind of the other side of it. It's like, mm-hmm. what else am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like what would you? What could you do? Say suddenly, <clears throat> all of your gifts vanished. Hmm. What would be a line of work you would be happy getting into? Because I, I know what I would do. I would just do data entry. Oh, huh. I would love it. Really? Yeah. Uh, that could be cool. I, uh, I, I, the romantic idea is that I'd be a florist, maybe. Okay. Something with flowers. Sure. Yeah. Like arranging flowers. Yes, so mm-hmm. just um, yeah, maybe arranging flowers and selling selling flowers and just being around them, mm-hmm. the smell and and stuff. Do you, you have know? a green thumb? I don't. That's the thing. All my plants seem to die, um, <clears throat> but I would like to get better at that. That might be a song title. All my plants seem to die. <laughs> yeah. So yes, you'd like to get better at it. Mm-hmm. People like. At I don't have that. Thumb. At yeah. all, that yeah. ability to 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 nurture a plant. Yeah, it never seems to work. I, I overwater them or I underwater them, but they always seem to they always seem to turn brown. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we're putting the list of the things you can't do. This is one of them. Yeah, boating is another thing. I don't know how to steer a boat. You don't know how to steer a boat. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because the theme of the sea always comes up in your work. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Um, well, I grew up, I grew up near the sea, so okay. that probably has something to do with it. And I come from a, a long line of uh, fishermen. Okay. On the on the east coast of Canada, Newfoundland. So so it's probably somewhat embedded in there, but it's just also a nice. It's a nice. Uh, it's a nice metaphor, the ocean. <laughs> yes. It can represent going away mm-hmm. and the, the, what's on the other side of the ocean. Because mm-hmm. to me, the scariest thing I think would be to just get dropped in the middle of the ocean and yeah. not know which way to swim. Yeah. That would, that would be truly, when you think about terrifying things, like one terrifying thing would be to um, – sometimes the enormity of space is terrifying to mm-hmm. me. You ever think about that? Totally. I think it's nice to have the option of space and be able to look out at uh, the open ocean. But the thing with the open ocean is that when we look out at it, we're looking at the top, mm-hmm. uh, not the, the the depth of it underneath. So, yeah. Yeah, I think being dropped in would be – a total nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might need to move your mic more. Like oh, this. closer. Can that's I have some of this water? Oh, that's what it's there for oh, you. Great, thank you. Thank you. Of course. Mm. 
Great, I felt like I had a little bit of dry mouth. So this Wally Wacky Man still still moaning here about each time there was silence, then then he got hung up on, and then yeah, whatever. I didn't hang up on nobody hung up on you, dude. Nobody hung up on you, Wally Wacky Man, host of the Pupcast. Um. So yeah, so did you go? Were you on boats as a as a as a young man? Yeah, I was on boats. My dad was a a fisheries officer, um, which is a job that doesn't exist here, but in America, but in Canada, it's a I guess it's a it's a job that requires you to sort of uh, police fish um, fishing, I guess. Okay. So he was kind of like a fish cop. Like, so he was making sure people were were not fishing for things they couldn't fish for. Yeah, he would do like stakeouts, people getting gooey ducks illegally, and and, Wait, and slow down here. What, <laughs> people, people getting what? You know, gooey ducks. What's a gooey duck? I think it's a clam with a really long neck that kind of okay, like a three foot neck. Brett, did you get the pizza? How much was it? Not ten dollars. Would you go to? Mm. Would you go to CC's buffet? Neighborhood. Yeah, that's for the Thank you. Oh, here and and Nick, that's for you for doing the show. Ah, oh, shoot! Thanks. Guests get paid here. I know. I unlike know. Unlike the other guy. Well, unlike you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm saying this. Look, if I ever had a podcast network to join, if I was looking to join one. I think this is the one I would join. If I was ever to step out of the solo game, sign up on a team, be kind of like Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. No, this is like if Kevin Durant went to the Nets is what this would be like because they're hungry. There's up-and-coming stars. And then who rolls in? The best in the game. Signs up. I deem myself worthy. I deem you worthy to let me play here. No, I'm just. But you're out yeah. next year. What's that now? You're out the whole of next year. I'm out all next year. Yeah. Then I guess it would be me with laryngitis. <laughs> I'm doing the podcast. Um, so the gooey ducks mm-hmm. are clams. Yeah, the gooey ducks are a kind of clam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, I think I was. I, I kind of went on a few overnight trips on boats, so I, I, I got I got a sense of scale. Okay, with the ocean. Yeah, and so you did that, but you're you being a young man in Newfoundland. Well, that's where my that's where my parents come from, and and generations back. Uh, but I came from the west coast of Canada, which was also. On Vancouver Island, which was, you know, surrounded by water. Okay. So. People smear the people of Newfoundland. <clears throat> they do. Right? It's, 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 it's offensive. Yeah. It, it, it's the butt of many a joke. It's the, the Canada, it's the default, like, southerner in Canada. It's sure. Like a rural, um, low income, uh, island that's just very working class. Mm-hmm. People. <laughs> People in Canada if de- is the default 
dumb person joke. So it's class snobbery mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. That's the Canadian version of, of just kind of yeah. judging a book mm-hmm. by its cover. That's it. Someone in Canada said, when I spent my great time up there, said, <laughs> like, America, like, like, like racism, that's America's thing. Wow. We don't have that up here. Wow. That's an American thing. It's like, <clears throat> I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, I think you could just search uh, uh, anything about uh, uh, any sort of indigenous issues. Exactly. The issues of indigenous people. And you might find some people that don't like other people. Yeah. Or that, don't that's treat Jeff Foxworthy. Did you might you might find you might be a Canadian racist (laughs) if you find yourself making jokes about (laughs) a Newfoundland construction worker (laughs) not paving your driveway, you might be a Canadian racist. (laughs) Jeff Foxworthy's final like the final the final form of Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. Playing to Canadian <laughs> playing to pretending he's not from the South anymore, just playing to Canadians. Um how is that not a verb, Foxworthy? Feels like such a great verb. To Foxworthy something? Yeah, or that was Foxworthy. Yeah. That's exactly what it should be. Right. That's Foxworthy. Mm-hmm. It's like uh it's like on uh on it would be just like what would be Foxworthy though? A great uh, joke construction about, you know, whether you're a redneck or not, probably. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, that joke about a redneck was Foxworthy. Yeah, I think that. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Hey, Dudia. Yeah. Got any calls? Uh, we do. Because this is what I want to talk about tonight, everybody. We can talk about whatever we want. And you call, if you're on the hold, you talk about whatever you want. You know what I'd like to talk about, and I want you to—I want you to weigh in on this, Jason. Okay. And and Mike as well. I want to think. About, I want you to think long and hard about what are the things you'll never—you'll just never get into it. You'll never get into it. You you try. You know it's on your it's on your wish list, your to do list. Like what are the things you'll just, you know you're just not gonna you're never gonna get there. You know what it is for me? It's a, it's prob one of them is probably the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. I'm no, I'm just never gonna read that stuff. I'm just not gonna do it. I'd like to. I certainly would be interested in it. I'm not going to do it though. I'm never gonna get there. Nick what? Thorburn. <clears throat> yeah. Do you have anything that would that would be like a, a um. an equivalent of that? Would you? Well, I just have to say with H.P. Lovecraft, if it became like a show on a streaming thing, like on Chithulu, uh-huh. maybe. Yeah. It's a Hulu joke. Oh, boy. Cthulhu, I, I got it. Cthulhu. Sure. Cthulhu. 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 Mm. Then I would. Right, because it's easier to. I feel like a lot of that stuff's getting made into streaming stuff. Um, I think yeah. there actually is going to be a show called Lovecraft Country. I think well, Jordan Peele is doing that. There you go. You're, you see, seems, you use parallel thinking. Right. It's like the bow and arrow. What's that mean? I don't know. I feel, I, I think I heard once that the bow and arrow showed up throughout, uh, 
the world at, the, at around the same time in different parts of the world. Sure, that everybody came up with some version of launching a projectile. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess it was inevitable, but... Studio? Yeah. What's something that you'll never get into? I mean, it kind of goes along the same lines as uh, Lovecraft. I, I can't get into Tolkien. I'm never going to get into Lord of the Rings. Sure. Would you like to? I've tried. It's too long. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. I'll say this. I went to see this Lord of the Rings thing, the first one, right? And so these elves sitting around going like, yeah, let's go get the ring. <laughs> and it's three and a half hours long. And I was just like, that was so boring. Then everybody's like, no, you got to see the second movie. It's so great. And I go see the second movie. It's literally two of these elves are, are in a tree that's walking around. It's like literally watching a tree walk around. Like how... Oh, that seems like it would be slow. Yeah, it was. It's a tree just going boom, boom. And the tree's like, we'll find the ring. Don't worry. We're looking for the ring. Maybe it's over there. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm never seeing that third one. And everybody's like, seriously, the third one is the best one. And I just never saw it. I don't even know what happens in that third one. Do one of those, uh, one of the leprechauns get the... Ring? Mike, have you seen it? Yeah. Here Can you fill me in on it? Because um. it's these elves and these leprechauns, and they're looking for a ring. Is that what it's about? Yeah. And uh, I guess the golem, is that his name? The golem? The golem was sort of the bad guy. Okay. The, the, the lizard man uh-huh. and, uh, or amphibian man. He was, sure, and he he's looked, the one who's always just like... He looked very wet to me. Yeah, he's he the one who's always like, wet. man, Shane, I'm looking for the ring, Shane, yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Is that what the voice is like? Yeah, very close. Okay. And uh, He's like, I want the ring, too. You know, I, I saw all those movies when they came out under the same mm-hmm. sort of pressure you were under. Um, Mike, I was under no pressure. <laughs> well... Well, yeah. I'm not. A, I don't. My pressure is good. Pressure is good for me, Mike. You know why? Pressure. You know, what pressure does. Pressure makes diamonds. Yeah, that's true. Pressure to pressure makes diamonds. Pressure yeah. pushes water through pipes. Uh-huh. I'm not under pressure. Yeah. But I saw them. I feel no need ever to see them again. Um, Have you read the books? I read uh, the The Hobbit. I yeah, and then I, I feel like I got my fill from that. I didn't need to do a trilogy. So in the, the, the third one, it's the leprechaun, it's like elves and humans, right? Yeah. And leprechauns? And then there's the bearded guys. The bearded guys? Or one bearded guy? Yeah. It was like, like what? What are they? What are they from Brooklyn? Yeah. I, I forget all the different, uh, categories. There, so there's there bearded few- guys and they're all looking for the ring? Yeah. The ring will give you power, and there's the dragon, right? I think there's a and then dragon they throw involved. the ring into they throw the <laughs> ring into a volcano or something. Yeah, I, I have to, totally no recall of those movies at all. I, I do not remember plot details. I remember talking trees. There was some talking trees in there. Don't forget the mm-hmm. talking trees. Did you make it to the talking trees? 
Did I make it to the talking tree? Yeah. Somebody's saying there's a lot of reverb on me. Uh-huh. Do you hear it? No. What do you think? Do you hear it, Mike? No, no Mike got, doesn't. Mike doesn't get, listen. Did, did they say it on Twitter? You sound great. Yes. Okay, I, I think I already responded to that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, look, I'm not watching this Lord of the Rings thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, so this this guy, Human Clock, it was on his end. Yeah. Yeah, it was his it was his stereo. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. <laughs> Wrapping the show over. You gotta tight you gotta tighten yeah, your act up yeah. before you start tweeting in a panic exactly, about it. Exactly. Come and then your own stereo is set on the wrong settings? He had it on surround well, I sound. Know He's a good guy. I lie, lie. He's one of my favorite people. He's got one of the best dogs I've ever met, uh Ms. Freddy. Great dog. And he's also the guy that did the, the Frankie teardrop challenge in, uh, in a cave. Maybe the one who did it, the hardest version of it. So, so Mike, you're not gonna, wait, dude, you're not gonna read the Lord of the Rings books. No. You'll never get to that, even I, though you'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to read a lot of those fantasy novels like Robert Jordan and stuff, but it's just too much. They're too okay. big. They're too big. Yeah. Give me like a 300 page rock bio. That's uh-huh. what I read. That's pretty much all sure. I read. Rock bio. Mike. Yeah. What do you got for this? Uh, well, I had a conversation with a patron the other day. At Mass is the bar you work at. Yeah, Saturday afternoons. People can stop in. Um, and he was talking about his experience, uh, skydiving, parachuting, you know, jumping out of a uh-huh. plane. And he, you know, he gave me the whole rundown of what it was like and, you know, how blissful it was. And, uh, you know, I just like, I have no desire to do that. You know, for some people think, you know, that's like, you got to do that once in your life. But I, I don't feel that way. As I told him, uh, you know, we had a, when we were young, we had a, a, a swing set up pretty high in a tree. And mm-hmm. we would jump off of this tree onto this swing and, you know, it was a nice, you had that falling effect. Even actually on roller coasters, you get that same falling effect, right? I've had that falling effect. I don't need to jump out of a plane to get that effect. So uh, it's never been on my... All right, now we got to just talk turkey. I get what you're getting at, Mike. Uh-huh. I get what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. What's the price? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what are we talking about? Three grand to get you to skydive? No, I'm not doing it, Tom. You wouldn't do it for three grand. No, I have no desire. Cash. Cash. <laughs> three grand in cash. Yeah, only if you go with me. I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah, you're, I'm you're, not scared. you're vaguely interested in uh, skydiving? I'll do it. Yeah? I'm vaguely interested in what? Skydiving? I thought you said suicide. Come like, on, I'm not doing it with you now. Come on, Tom. Are you going to rip my. Were you going to take my, uh, my, uh, my parachute off that at the last a, second? You just had a Freudian hearing slip, I guess. No, I, I, you know, I, you really, you're vaguely interested in that, but you wouldn't do the, uh, isolation tag? Yeah, I'll do all of it. I don't care. <laughs> you gotta even skydive in the isolation tank. <laughs> Push me out of a plane in a, in an isolation tank as long as the parachute opens. Right? Yeah. But the thing is, you know how they the serious thing with the isolation tank is that you you come out of it it's like altered states. <laughs> yeah, you saw that right? movie, right? Yeah. So so you have a bad idea like, about what You're like what Joe that... Rogan. 
Because he's got an isolation. He's always talking about the. He's in his isolation tank. Uh-huh. Oh, he's a regular. That's what he does. Yeah, he owns his own isolation oh, wow. tank. Oh, brother! Wow. I wouldn't go in that his tank. <laughs> Rogan water. Right. Yeah. How often does he change the water? Yeah, good question. He's not changing the water that often <laughs> in his tank. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Joe Rogan. He probably just he probably just uh, shocks it with chlorine. <laughs> Yeah, that's original water. Don't you have to put salt Same in it, water. too? Isn't there, like, salt in there? Mike, I don't know. To get you to sort of float? I don't know. All right, Mike, what are we talking? $4,000 for 4, you to skydive? But wait a second, Tom. Do you know that, like, you know, they don't just let, you know, you jump out of an airplane unattended. You basically, you're, like, on somebody's back. Yeah. When the first time you go down. that That's appealing to you? More appealing than doing it by myself and, and doing it wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, all right. You're, you're, you're surprising me here. I didn't so know $4, you were. $4,000 to get you up. $4,000? we got to go out to Pennsylvania, I hear. Because in right. Pennsylvania, you can do it in one day. So get- Mike wants $4,100. <laughs> he wants 100 for his time. For traveling for the, for, expenses. For the car ride. Traveling yeah. expenses. To Pennsylvania. And lunch. <laughs> And lunch, okay, forty one hundred and ten dollars because you're only getting McDonald's. Okay, all right, we'll set it up. You would do that for four thousand one hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, I guess so. With you, with me. Yeah. What? What? This is what I want to. This is for, first of all. This is the other thing I want you to do, Mike. Mm-hmm. And, and Nick, tell me whether Mike would be great at this. Mm-hmm. You know these these videos that everybody does cameo videos. Oh yeah. Where, where suddenly it's like, yeah, I got, uh, I got a, uh, Kato Kalen. Kato Kalen to, to say happy birthday, Billy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then he charges like 200 bucks for that. Right. Kristen got, Kristen got me one of Chris Kattan last week. Of Chris Kattan saying what? Uh, congratulating me for doing my, uh, midlife crisis show at UCB. It mm-hmm. was really sweet. That's oh, nice. But, but she no. paid for that? She paid for it. Oh, 70 oh. bucks. Oh, okay. I thought but. she was just friends with him. No. Oh. No. See, so, Mike, why don't you do these? I, I'm going to shock you, Tom. What? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you flat out. That sounds like a scam to me. <laughs> what does? <laughs> these cameo things. You know, I, you know, I don't want to take advantage of people like that. Well, they, you're not. You're They're not taking advantage of you in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, don't worry. That's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. You're doing the thing. You think you're ripping them off. They're watching <laughs> this video, and they're having a good time that you did the thing. They're laughing, too. But I, but how would I make it, uh, you know, instead of just um, mechanical response? You know, it's like you I, I want to make masses. it. <laughs> you film them at masses. The masses back. Oh, yeah. That, that'll go over well down there. I'm, they, I'm sure. They give you a script of what they want. No, I understand that, but it, you know, it's like everything's going to be the same. You know, happy birthday, congratulations on your graduation. I don't know. Mike, I, feel, I feel like every one of those I want to give them something said, a little more. You're missing the other half mm-hmm. of the thing. Mm-hmm. Picture a cash register ringing <laughs> every time you say one of those things. Happy birthday, <laughs> no, Billy. Yeah. No. Happy anniversary, yeah. uh, uh, Janet and Ted. Yeah. Cha-ching. Yeah, no, I understand. And 40 bucks. And I've already been surprised at how generous people have been with the headshots. I mean, who knew that was going to happen? Why don't you do it for 40 bucks a pop? 40 bucks a pop. And you cut out cameo. You don't uh-huh. even do it through them. 
Well, somebody did offer to set up a website for me, so maybe yeah. I'll take them up on it. I'm telling you, you'd clean up, Mike. Okay. <laughs> Let me think about it some more. That's a no. <laughs> I got to run up by my marketing team. Yeah. The man in the mirror. <laughs> marketing uh-huh. team. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mike's marketing team is like in Taxi Driver when he's... Uh, <laughs> When he shaves his, he, when he shaves his head, that's Mike's smart. That's that's a board meeting. That's that's Mike holding a board meeting. When he's sitting there eating, was eating macaroni and cheese. Is that what he was eating? He puts like Coca Cola on something nachos yeah, or something. Yeah, that's the that's that's the shareholders meeting. It's Mike alone in it's Mike alone in his apartment. Eating macaroni and cheese with a can of Coke, then he sh- wa- angrily watching a television. Southern then he shaves Jason. his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go talk to your marketing okay. team, Mike. How uh, well? All right, Do we have any call- Nick Nick Thorburn at Nick from Islands, right? Very active, yeah. <clears throat> Very active Twitter account. Because I'll say this, Nick, you also. You made this book that came out last year, Penguins. Yeah. Came out through Fantagraphics. Cause suddenly you were like, oh, I'm doing a book. And it's like, oh, it's a, it's a con, what would you call it? Graphic novel or a I don't know. Collection? Co- a collection of drawings, comic book. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, who's putting and it Desine. out? Oh, Fantagraphics. Oh, you mean the best company for that ever? <laughs> like, no, I know. I fell up uh, into that. That was, uh, they they were my favorites. I mean, they were my absolute favorites as a as a young boy. Mm-hmm. Um, reading their 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 eight ball, yeah, eight ball and and Peter Bag stuff mm-hmm. and yeah, Dan Klaus, Peter Bag, and it was just hugely influential. So it was very surreal to be to be published by them. Yes, and the book is so great. Thank you. Cannot recommend it highly enough. And it was like, cause you're just like, oh, you can just read it in whatever order you want to read it and float around on it and just poke around. Hmm. It's like, yeah, you can do that. But if you read this thing from front to back, that's a story. There's a story in there. Thanks. Yeah. You, you said something really nice and it, it felt really, um, it felt, yeah, it felt really thoughtful. The, the way you, you, you interpreted it was, was felt like it was something I was trying to, to get across, which was, yeah, this, this, I don't know. It's in there. It's in there, yeah. Just like the, what's that commercial? It's in there. Who says that? I don't know. It's in one. there. Mike, Jason, who says it's in there? <laughs> what is that? I don't what know. Product? What product is Mike that? said he doesn't know either. All right. It's a creepy postal slogan. service? What's that? Is it the U.S. Postal Service? What commercial have you ever seen the Postal Service take out? <laughs> it makes, sense. It makes sense with the line. It's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Someone on Twitter will know it. I'm not wrong. I'm not imagining this. That's pretty spooky. Look, I, I imagine plenty of things. Sometimes you don't sleep and the line between reality and, and dream blurs. You ever mm. have that happen? Almost nightly. Seriously? 
Yeah, I feel like we've talked about my night terrors. I don't think so. No, no. Oh, I have, I have deep, uh, a deep problem with sleep, parasomnia. And what does that mean? That you're, you're, you're awake, but you're not awake. That's right. Like you're, you're watching yourself. You're screaming, trying yeah. to break the thing. Well, I'm not in, um, I'm not in the like sea hag like, uh, uh, freeze. I, I can move, and that's the problem is that I, I'm sort of moving through my dream in the physical space. So, uh, I've had a lot of problems with sleep. Uh, it's not paralysis. It's, it's fully like I'm walking through or, um, Waking up and finding something in my bed or, or my apartment's on fire and I'm standing out over my window about to jump or my building, the walls are falling over and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a problem. So these are just the, th- the things that happened at what, when, when in the night do these happen? Usually I think they happen three, like, in the night, probably three hours after falling asleep. So, so you, it's sometime in in the middle of the night, three or four a.m. So you go to bed. Mm-hmm. You're in your your little your nightcap on. Yeah, right. Long, and my pajamas. Your pajamas. Uh-huh. It's a nightgown, actually. <laughs> I did wear a nightgown as a child. Okay. And I think a hat for a minute. That's very Canadian. Mm-hmm. Like a sleeping gown. Mm-hmm. It was a sleeping gown. Did it have little crescent moons on it? I think it was striped. Okay. It was stripey with blue, baby sure. blue stripes. So you go to bed. This is the adult you now. Mm-hmm. Right. Shirtless. Shirtless. Boxers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wearing a old <laughs> shirt. Muscle tee. Yeah. Old <laughs> sleeves cut off of a. Right. It's a off, rock shirt. Yeah. yeah. Off of what would it, it would be uh, like a shirt, a old Kings of Leon shirt. <laughs> With the sleeves boys, cut off. Yeah. So then Jinx. you're laying down. So then you go to bed yeah. and suddenly three or four hours in, what happens? I wake up in a fit of pure terror. Someone or something is in it, it moves around a little bit, but it's something is in my room. And I woke up once and the closet door was open and I could see toes, like big gnarled toes. Oh my god. Uh, poking out from behind some like long coats that were in my closet. And sometimes it's something in my bed or, uh, someone has just been in my room and it's just like oh. this feeling, this like n- knowing feeling that someone or something, usually it's something and it's like, moving around the room and stuff. So I bought a camera uh, last month and set it up and took uh, – I got one – it stopped working, of course, but uh, I got one night of, of kind of spooky action, me waking up and definitely see, looking at something, seeing something in the room. So when you see that, you're asleep. Yeah, I have no you, – you, I didn't have a recollection of that, but sometimes I'm so awake, like I know exactly where I am. I'm very lucid. I know it's me. Um, I know pretty much everything, but I'm just confused. So it's, there's it's some like a sort of, or there's some sort of, is there there's some, I've heard things referred to as like an observant ego. Mm. So you're aware, are you aware that this whole thing is happening on some level? I don't know if I'm aware that I'm, that I'm going through the motion of just another night terror, but I, I think it's just pure pan- waking up in panic and being conscious enough that i know who i am and where i am but just also that i'm that i'm under threat sure and how long does that when do you, how long does it take to break that state 
Um, usually it's about 10 seconds, but, 10 seconds, but it feels longer. I mean, I had one recently where I was, I woke up and I was the, it was the worst one I've ever had. I think I woke up and I was the last person alive. Um, and I ran out into the, into my living room and was like frantically trying to turn the radio on to see if there was anyone talking on the radio. And I, when I went back to bed, I was just shaking. I couldn't fall back to sleep. It was just this feeling that not only was I the only person left alive, but that I was also dead and in some kind of purgatory. Oh my God. Yeah. Look, we can talk about sleep. We can talk about, uh, sleep. Sleep uh, issues also. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that. See, and I can get to sleep, no problem. Mm-hmm. It's just I wake up. See, that's my that's my weak spot mm-hmm. is getting to sleep. Mm-hmm. I just love life so much. Sure. <laughs> What's this? Married six months and already your wife's using spaghetti sauce for a jar? It's okay, Pop. This is Prego. Prego, listen to me. The ingredients of a successful marriage... Garlic, it's in there. Little bits of real herbs and onions for that homemade taste. Pop, look, it's in there. And you need... Whoa, it's in there. (laughs) 100% natural Prego spaghetti sauce. Homemade taste. It's in there. Yeah, see? What did I say, Brett? I told you there was a commercial with the sauce. I didn't say it was sauce. I had no idea what it was. Makes it sound like I was a a, a, a madman saying <laughs> that there was a thing, a commercial that said it's in there. And and Dudio. Yeah. It wasn't the post office. Yeah, I still think it would work better for the post office. Why don't you walk that one in? Walk that one into the post office. <laughs> See how they respond. Hey, I got an idea for a commercial. It's in there? For you, for you guys. Oh, somebody uh, on, t- on Twitter, somebody put a picture of Mike and his marketing team in a meeting, and it's Rupert Pupkin with the cardboard cutouts of, of Liza Minnelli and Jerry uh, Langford. Oh, my goodness. Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. Uh, look, Rupert, Rup, I'm asking for just give me six weeks. Six weeks. I'm begging you, please. Jerry, stop it, please. I can't. Maybe the best movie ever made. King of Comedy. I would agree. And can you believe that that movie came and went when it kind of, when it came out? It's just like, man. And then now you look at it and it's just like, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like it's bulletproof. It's bulletproof and it might be the high water mark in Martin Scorsese's filmography. Yeah. A guy who has plenty of high water marks. Mm-hmm. Although Vincent Gallus would say he <clears throat> hasn't made a good movie in 35 years. Sure. Well, he's made, look, I'm Buffalo 66 I love. Yeah. Brown Bunny you love. I didn't watch Brown Bunny. <laughs> I, it did not that I wouldn't watch it. I would watch it. It's like not, or like, where do you find Brown Bunny? I think, well, maybe we should ask Mike. Mike? You can't find it. What's that? You can't find it. You can't find it. Why don't you track me down, uh, Brown Bunny? I'll watch it. That's it? Okay. So, 
who's good on the phone? Can we talk to any? We'll talk either about anything you want, sleep disorders, or the things you can't get in, the things you'll never get into. Go ahead. Who okay. do we got, Jason? Line one, you're on. Hi, Tom. Hello, Nick. How are you both? Good. Good, thanks. What's going on? Who's this? This is Evan. I'm currently working in Toronto via Vancouver via Saskatchewan. So Vancouver, you're from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm from Saskatchewan. Live in you're Vancouver, from Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yes. Who's the most famous person from Saskatchewan? Ooh, maybe. Ooh, good question. Buffy St. Marie? Question mark. Who Who is that? Joni Mitchell, right? Joni Mitchell, yeah. Sure. Yeah. There you go. I got wearing a Joni Mitchell shirt right now. There you go. Bang. So Joni Mitchell is the most famous person from Saskatchewan. Pretty darn close, yes. Where's Don Cherry from? Ooh, I don't know. Nick? Oh, I would say Ontario, but I I couldn't specify. That's a good answer. I would say is that he too. is he the most known Canadian <laughs> in Canada? Who's the, who do you think mm. represents Canada in 2019 other than Kawhi Leonard, who is not <laughs> Canadian? Not Don Cherry in this. Not not now. No. Not hockey announcer Don Cherry. Who would be the who represents Canada? Drake. We Steve. Yeah, do we default to Drake, I suppose, yeah. Is Drake the face of Canada in 2019? Oh, boy. Likely. Silence. Yeah. The Canadians do not want to touch this one. Yeah, I can't touch I can't touch that. I don't that. blame you. So who else I'm would there help. be then? Who, would, who else would you say should be the face of Canada? Uh, Rick Moranis, maybe? Rick Moranis Love is a it. good one. Martin Short. Martin Short, who yeah. was John from Candy. Th- no, Phil. Uh, no, what's his Phil name? Hartman. Paul, Paul Paul Schaefer was from Thunder Bay. Oh wow! There's so many. There's so many to pick. Yes. Mike so Myers. Maybe Mike Myers from he's, from he's straight Bohemian up. Rhapsody. From Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> He looked like James Lipton. I saw someone on the airplane watching that movie. I watched it over someone's shoulder. He looks like James Lipton in that kind of. I'm going to say this about everybody gets on Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Says the worst movie they ever saw. <laughs> I don't care. It's fun. You watch that thing. It's fun. Is it accurate? Eh, not really. They get a lot of stuff wrong. But what do I right. care? They get the teeth right. No oh boy. <laughs> Better go get a hernia with that fake laugh. <laughs> You're going to strain yourself on that one. Oh, I know. I know that was Mike. I, I know you, I know your laugh, Jason. That was not yours. You want, you know, you want to hear, this is Jason's laugh. Say, hey, Mike, uh, Mike, can you, can you screen a good, any chance you'll screen a good call, uh, this century? And Jason usually goes <laughs> the edge to it, an edge, a turning the the knife. 
I will say Mike uh, has been very great today. Uh, he gave me half of his broccoli roll, which was very That's nice. He didn't, very nice. He didn't have to do that. That's true. He That's didn't. true. So, yeah, so people get on Bohemian Rhapsody, and they're always complaining about it. And I'm saying this. Yeah, it's not. Is it perfect? Hardly. Is it the movie of the year? Yeah, I don't think so either. But is it perfectly fine to watch? Yeah. You could come in. Come on in. You just come in and sit down. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fine. And then everybody's like, and then Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. Rocket Man. That was good too. <clears throat> Rocket Man was good. Was it great? No. It's R rated though, right? It was R rated. Didn't go far enough. Really? Should have gone further. Hmm. Big piles of coke. Right. There was only a little bit of that. Was there any in Bohemian Rhapsody? There was uh, a, a, a passing thing at the night after a party. You could see some 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 residue of coke on a on a, like a tray or hmm. a table, and that was pretty much it for. Bohe- that's like the only kind of like drug use in Bohemian Rhapsody was hmm. that. And then when the um. Co- and look, Jason, Jason was one of the first, but he was one of the guys who was like, cause look, he's a, he's a queen head. Jason's a queen head. Did he like the idea that they wrote, apparently they wrote, we will rock you in 1987? No, he was offended by that. He felt that was inaccurate. Yeah. That according to the movie, that was a late period queen song. Yeah. But you got to admit that dude, he was he was good. Oh, completely. He was the best part of the movie. Yeah. He was good. Did he win Best Actor? He did. He won the Oscar for <laughs> Best Actor. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was excellent. He was... I, I, all of the actors playing Queen, I thought, were... The Brian May was spot on. Mm-hmm. The movie pulled a rare trick off that they got... The bass player, they got both of his weird looking hairstyles from his career. They had the weird, the weird, uh, the weird kind of Art Garfunkel receding hairline fro. Yeah. And then they got him, uh, when he went new wave. And they got that right. And the, the seventies haircut with bangs. Yeah. They got it all. They they did a good job with that. The wig people should have won something. Right? I think they did. Did they win best at the Wiggies? I think the, it was at the Wiggies. Bohemian Rhapsody sweeps Wiggies. But Rocket Man, he was good. The guy who played Ellen John was good. He's the guy from from the uh from the uh the Kingsman movies. All right. Which I'm not a fan of. Right. So, well, here's a question for you, Nick. This is what I want. When you see these movies where you watch a movie like I, Tanya, for example, and then they play like the Bee Gees, like, I started a joke, mm-hmm. which started the whole world crying. And like, you think about what the Bee Gees wrote that and they meant that to be whatever that was that they meant it to be. And then when you see that movie and like, and it's like, in, it's recontextualized completely. 
And it's like it's lit- literally a spousal abuse scene is set to that song in that movie. Like almost like a montage of spousal abuse. Mm-hmm. What, what, as a songwriter, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be the most upsetting thing ever? You write your thing thinking one thing and then you see it's in a movie and it's, it's some horrifying scene is now linked to your song. Well, surely they had to sign off on that. But two thirds of them were dead already. Right, right. Well, I guess that doesn't matter at all. No. Right? I guess, yeah, I didn't see I, Tonya. I skipped it. So is that a matter of like someone who actually recorded the thing has to sign off on it? Or is that just a publishing thing? Could that happen without Barry Gibb knowing about it? I would think, you know, I only once sold my publishing. Um, no, you always have to sign off unless okay. I'm, uh, unless I need correction on that. I think, I think. So what did, what song was your th- song? What did you have a song in? Let me get, I think I know what it is. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to say it's How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Was yeah. it? Yeah. And that, w- well, that was, there was a song in that, um, in their first season, I think from islands mm-hmm. and then, a few seasons later, they referenced the unicorns and mm-hmm. held up the album, but they didn't use a song, mm-hmm. which that you don't need permission, nor do you get paid. When they hold the record cover no, up. No money there. But the sales go through the roof. I didn't notice. I think we were out of print at that point. <laughs> that's, so. that's the perfect thing. Well, the record's unavailable. Also. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got some text messages, but that was about it. I, I'm trying to remember who was in the record store window on Friends. They would always have like, mm. I think they always had like a Beck album cover. Oh, that's cool. At, at the record store, the CD store that mm. Phoebe would often perform in front of. Central Disc. Central Disc. Yeah, well, that's the, the Central Perk opened up a record store. It went under. Right. And it almost took Central Perk with it. They had their own label too. It was like the Starbucks. Sure. Label here. They did. They put out a, uh, a Dean and Britta record. Mm-hmm. A single. <laughs> and then they announced uh, an LP that did not come out. <laughs> like so many record labels. They announced six things. <laughs> um, what, what calls do we have there, uh, Jason? Got quite a few. Let me go back to it here. Line two, you're on. Uh, hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? Uh, this is Christopher in Portland, Oregon. Do I know this, Christopher? I called you last week and you recommended Mary Lattimore to me. That's right. The amazing Mary Lattimore. Do you know Mary Lattimore, the music of Mary Lattimore? I do, a little, yeah. I like her a lot. Me too. She's a product of Philadelphia. Mm. You wouldn't always think, you wouldn't always think harp, harpist and Philadelphia. Maybe harping, but. Harping? Yeah. Harping on your, you know. Yeah. Fans harping on their teammates. Harping on the fact that the Sixers got bounced. And I just, I, maybe she plays harp because when they throw batteries at people, the, it's hard to get them through the strings. <laughs> like she's safe. It's a good shield. Yeah. She's on the other side. Well, she's behind the harp, I guess. So she's not that safe. But she's great. So I told you to listen to her music and you liked it, Christopher? Yes. I've been listening to it nonstop for the last week. It was exactly what I needed. It was the perfect recommendation. Thank you so much, Tom. You're welcome. You're welcome. So what, uh, to what do I, I have the pleasure of the call this week? 
Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, well, I have something to contribute to the topic at hand of things that you just can't get into. Yeah, that you'll never well, get I, into also. That I, yeah, that I will never get into. So I heard you and Nick, who, by the way, I'm a big fan, Nick. Thanks for all your music. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, um, I wanted to say that I heard you guys talking about 8-Ball and Daniel Klaus. I love independent comics. I love stuff like Chris Ware. I've been reading comics since I was a kid. I can't and will never be able to get into that super nerdy, super elitist, really anti-social kind of element of, like, the comic book fandom. I just, I can't. Like, the, the really hardcore comic book nerds, it really turns me off, and it stinks because I love comics and graphic novels. But what what are you talking about? Like, what 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 portion of it do you, are you not going to get into? Is there a uh, comic that represents that? It's not necessarily a comic. It's a, a portion of the fan base. It's the, the portion of the fan base that tends to be angry, sexist, basement-dwelling, antisocial well, nerds. That's good. I didn't think that. I would yeah. hope you weren't trying to get into that. <laughs> oh, if only I could be more sexist. I just don't, no. I can't do it. I can't pull I, it off. I just meant that there's a large and vocal population of a comic book fandom that tends to be like that. And it kind of, it's the more mainstream stuff, I guess. The more, when a, like a big movie comes out, like a big Star Wars movie or a big Marvel movie comes out, there's always some big backlash from some angry portion of the community. And it just kind of turns me off. No, I understand what you're saying. You, 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 Look, everybody's got to calm down a little bit with everything. <laughs> and that's the end of the show. All of the show. I'm never doing it again. I'm <laughs> leaving on that statement. No, just look. Everybody's like, Game of Thrones was terrible. I didn't watch it. I don't know. Maybe it was the worst thing you ever saw in your life. But you move on. Because nobody can even say it ruined their childhood. What are you, 11 now? You'd have to start when you're six for that to have ruined your childhood. But it could have been terrible. I don't know. But you got to eat these. These can't be the things that fell us. We cannot. We should. We should be made of stronger stuff than to have a, a TV show uh, go south on us and that that somehow brings us low. Does that make sense, Nick? Yeah, that tracks for me. I've never seen Game of Thrones, but there was a lot of hubbub about water bottles and like a Starbucks cup and and look stuff. when you saw the water bottle on that, that was a pretty good sign they were getting sloppy. Yeah, I could have told you the final thing was going to be bad. They're not even they're not even looking for Starbucks cups anymore right. when they call action. They're checked out. They were checked out. They're on the Star Wars yeah. lot. Not unlike the I, other podcast company. Right? I was going to say, the big one for me when I was a kid was I liked Ghostbusters a lot, and it made me really sad when they did the female Ghostbusters reboot, and that thing just got trashed before anyone could even see it. Those women were really funny. There were a lot of great elements to that movie. It maybe wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but I think it was really unfair how that movie was treated. You asked for an example. I think that's the perfect example. Okay, of like the that's fair. I get what you're saying. But that yeah. one's an odd one 
because look, yeah, everybody was terrible on that one, and they're beating the movie up beforehand. I never rooted for a movie harder than I rooted for that movie to be great. And then it was just like, mm, I guess that was what that Ghostbusters movie was. But that's how it goes. That there was not that it was not that hot of a movie. But that's not why it wasn't bad because there were women in it. That's not why the movie was bad. The movie's bad because Ghostbusters is stupid. There shouldn't have <laughs> been a first Ghostbusters movie. That one's not very good. The first Ghostbusters movie's terrible. I have to agree. You're right. In hindsight, you're correct, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I wanted it to be good, but it, it, it was bad because it said Ghostbusters on it. <laughs> you watch that first Ghostbusters, that thing's boring. It's a slow-moving movie. I mean, and then there's a scene where Dan Aykroyd uh, has, has intercourse with a ghost in his dreams. What? Rated PG. <laughs> Imagine if you put that in a movie right now. Imagine if there's a movie. It's like, yeah, I'm going to make a movie where Dan Aykroyd has sex with a ghost. And it's for children. I think that's his TV show now. They'd run him out of the country. They'd run him right back up to Ontario. Yeah. We don't want him. You don't want him anymore. He's he's America's problem now. (laughs) He's he's a man without a country. He's just going to be stuck at the border. In you were the, the, the duty-free shop. He'll just be living in that duty-free shop eating coffee crisps and and Ugh. arrow bars. Yep. <laughs> just He'll go in. So, yeah, so this is first Ghostbusters. God knows what they were thinking with that thing. So, Cole, yeah. what, what, were you, what were you shouting about there? Oh, I was just saying, you guys were talking about the voice of Canada. Why can't you make Dan Aykroyd the voice of Canada? Come on, that's perfect. Now he's more, he, he's, he doesn't, he's he doesn't fly the flag anymore. No. For Canada. He's got, he's dual, he's dual citizenship. <laughs> I don't want to keep you, Tom. Can I ask you for one recommendation for another Let me just say on one thing. Out? I think you think of Canada, you know, you put as Canada, you put, uh, What's his face from uh, Scott Thompson would be a good mm-hmm. representative because he's still up there. He, he regularly he lives in Canada often. Mm. He goes back and forth between L.A. and and uh, Toronto. He would be a great representative of Canada. Yeah, all the kids. In the I, I feel like Scott Thompson. If somebody could put him in a like a legit movie where he like acted, mm. he would be great in that. Mm. Why don't they, Nick? Well, maybe they will now. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they should have put him in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the A&R guy. Yeah. I want to do a part like that. I'm saying this right now. I can see you doing that. If anybody's making a rock movie, put me in as an A&R guy. Guys, I don't know what this record is. It's terrible. What are (laughs) we doing? We're going to, we can't put this out. And then just cut to a spinning issue of Billboard. Right. Number one, fifth week in a row. But it's your face on the cover of Billboard. Fired. <laughs> Exec <laughs> fired. Yeah. I want to do, yeah. So caller, what were you, what were you saying again now? Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say, I didn't want to want, keep you on like, you want a recommendation. I, what do you want a recommendation yeah. in? What, what kind of stuff? Oh, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of Big Dipper and Christmas lately because I know you like to bump them and Volcano Suns. 
You recommended Mary, and she's more mellow. Do you have something more upbeat and maybe older and obscure? I don't know. What should this guy listen? He wants to listen to upbeat, old, <laughs> old and obscure, old, obscure, upbeat stuff. I don't know. Cleaners yeah, like, from like, Venus. Like, maybe? Yeah. That's good. Some kind of some kind of late seventies, early eighties British pop stuff. Do you like? Do you like? Uh, what what what's your favorite band from the seventies? Uh, um, I mean, I like stuff like uh, The Cure, Joy Division, the early Stiff Records stuff, like Elvis Costello. Sure. Why, sure. why don't you go listen to, uh, what you listen to, some st- stuff like some, what, like Creation stuff? Yeah. Would be good. Yeah. Go go check Alan out McGee, Creation. Alan McGee, the Al- ultimate A&R man. Yes. Alan McGee. They're making a movie. Oh. Of. That makes sense. Yes. Steve Coogan, I'm assuming. I would hope so. <laughs> Do you know who, do you know Creation Records, young man? I love Creation Records, actually, okay, and I know Alex. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a fan of, uh, you like, you like Big Star, I'm sure, right? Oh my god, yeah, the second record especially, like the first time I ever heard Oh My Soul, like that's just like the best song. Okay, good, good. Go look for a record by the Scruffs called Wanna Meet the Scruffs. Awesome. Want to meet the scruffs. Thank you so much, Tom, and thank you, Nick. All right, dump this guy. Dump him. Is there anything, Nick, that you can't ever get into that you just know it's waiting there for you? You're not going to read it. Do you have a what's the book you have that you bought and it's sitting there and you you just know you're never going to read it? Oh, so many. I feel like every book on my shelf is is uh is like that. It's like I it's like a a graveyard of of good taste of good taste yeah you should get points it should be considered that you read one third of the book yeah because you knew the right book to buy i feel like i keep to, i have weathering heights uh a paperback of it and okay I, I feel like i bring it in on every trip i go on i put it in my bag mm-hmm. and i never even crack it i never even get to the you know the 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 preface of it so that that would be one mm-hmm. i should just i could just listen to the song i guess the that'll get you there yeah. it's like an audio book yeah <laughs> the kate bush audio book so yeah well that i know so wuthering heights is sitting there unread yeah, yeah. how about a what's a what's a what's a, a thing like an activity you'll never do that you could you would like to do it well hmm. fencing Fencing? I don't want a fence. No, I don't think I'm not on the fence about that. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm gonna just let that one. Yeah, let nice. that slide. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think um, ballroom dancing. No, I don't want a ballroom dance. Martial arts. What about martial arts? No, I'm pretty set about not wanting to do that. Krav Maga. What's that? the Israeli fighting technique. Oh, okay. It's trained by the Israeli army. Okay. No? No. Don't want to do that. Kites. You build you build your own kite. Build a kite. Hmm. You build a kite from scratch. And then fly it or and sell it? And then fly it. No. Ship in a bottle. You want to put a Mm-mm. ship in a bottle. It's one of the last things. Dance, dance, do. revolution. You always wanted to be good at that. No, I have no desire 
eating contest, some sort of eating contest. Mm, I did that in high school. You did? Yeah, but I was kind of a punk about it. I slipped a fork and a knife in my pocket. And well, what was the food? It was a pie. A pie? And I made a big, it was, I made a big thing when everyone was acting just, you know, sticking their face and oh. disgusting. I took out a fork and a knife and very slowly. So, and so you were not in it to win it? No, it was a, it was a, it was a big, uh, you made a statement. To yeah. <laughs> to these, to these animals. Yeah. Their face shoved in the pie. Mm hmm. I didn't win. Hmm. I got to figure something out that you want. So yachting, not yachting. You would not want to be on a yacht. No. Afraid of the water. Skeet shooting. Skeet shooting. Would you ever want to try skeet yeah, shooting? Yeah, actually. I was upstate New York recently and I heard talk of clay pigeons and mm -hmm. I was like, I could, there we go. I would like to try that. Well, you put that on the list. <laughs> skeet shooting. Who do we got as a caller? What do we got? Okay. Line four, you're on. Hi, how's it going? Hi, who's this? This is Claire in Minneapolis. Claire in Minneapolis. What's up, Claire? Nothing much. I got one for the um, something I'm never going to get into topic, but I wanted to start with a sleep thing because I, I was listening to some old episodes and like the dream interpretations and stuff, and I've been dying to call about this, so it's perfect. But mm -hmm. um, So I have this thing. It hasn't happened to me in a while. It seems like it only happened in this one house that I lived in when I was a junior in college, but like I've had issues with sleepwalking and stuff before. And like, I broke my foot when I was a freshman cause I fell out of my loft bed sleepwalking or like attempting to sleepwalk. I guess I didn't get to the walking part, but, um, I had this dream that like, it would always start, like I have a lot of dreams about ghosts and stuff like that. And it would always start that I was like, I was in the house that like I was physically sleeping in and I was walking around and like, I just, I knew that something was off. Like it, it wasn't. Like, it, I, it was just, like, I couldn't see anything, and I kept trying to turn all the lights on and off, and the switches would stop working. Like, the lights would be on, and then they'd flicker out, and then I would go up to my room, and I'd get in bed, because I was like, well, I can't do anything about it, so, like, I might as well go to sleep, and then at the end of the dream, I would hear this noise behind me, and it was like this, like, clicking noise, like, I don't know, like something from Alien or whatever. And like, I would know that something was behind me. And when I would wake up, I would like be turning around to see it. But then when I would wake up, I would still think that it was there and it would last for like, I don't know, like 10 seconds or something. And I have really awful vision. So anything that's like a shadow looks like it's moving or something when I don't have my glasses on. And I would think it was in the room. So that's, that's my night terror problem, but it well, hasn't happened in like, how I don't know, how like close a year. Nick is that to your experience? <laughs> It's pretty close. Yeah. It's in definitely yeah. in the same genre. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad one. Maybe it was the house. I don't know. Cause like I said, it hasn't happened in a long time, but yeah. Now, Claire, do you believe in ghosts? I do. Um, I don't know if you remember it, but my first special call ever, I was the person who was like charging abnormally low rates to get possessed in a haunted hotel. <laughs> so yes, I do I believe that. in ghosts. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one before. Okay. 
And this is just a thing. You, when you, how long does it take you to break the state for in this this dream state, Claire? I think it's usually about ten seconds. It doesn't last. Like if I can get to my light and turn it on, it stops. Mm-hmm. That's what it's it takes. Not very long Nick, at all. Ten seconds. Good ten seconds. Yeah, that's yeah, how long it takes Googling to cross it. into the spirit world. I guess that is. Because <sighs> you ever feel the pull? <clears throat> What's that? Do I what? <laughs> no. <laughs> like wanting to bring me into the spirit yeah, world? Yeah. No, but I should maybe go forward into it. Because this is what I get. I get straight up sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. I fall asleep. And then I wake up, but I'm trapped mm-hmm. in my body. I can look, I can see, but I can't move. Mm-hmm. And I'm screaming as loud as I can. And maybe at the most it comes out like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're re- it's the REM. You're in the REM sleep, right? Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to wake up in that. And I've talked to some people, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, that happened to me." Like that happens to people like like a few times. It can happen to people. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? That has <laughs> happened to me at least a hundred times." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh no, that's <laughs> not healthy. Your brain might be broke." <laughs> so yeah, so um. So Claire, what what led you to call tonight? What what made you pick the phone up? Well, it was um, I was listening earlier in the show, and it was something that I'm never going to get into. And I was making a little list, and it included Game of Thrones and learning Japanese. But then, what I really want to talk about is I'm never going to get into vegetables, like eating them. You're never going to get into vegetables. <laughs> no. Well, this feels like a big. Because I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> no. I've tried. I so you wait. I, you are a vegetarian. Yes. So and you're I just like them, a garbage vegetarian. No. You just eat. You just eat trash that happens to not be made of meat. I'm trying really hard. So I've been vegetarian for four years. I did it when I, I did it the day after I turned 19, and I had one last chicken chimichanga, and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. And like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and like now my you mom just would... eat fake chicken chimichangas. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well, I mean, they yes. have like those Beyond Burgers and stuff like that. They're really good, but like I've been going on like Bon Appetit and stuff, and like trying to make recipes that like because I'm good at cooking and I'm really good at baking. But like, okay. even though I make a recipe well, like last week I tried to make this thing. It was like like dill sugar snap peas and um, what else did it have on it? Like green onion on this like ricotta toast with lemon zest oh and they're okay well i think i'm gonna give you a little bit of advice here claire yeah (laughs) you're swinging you're 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 swinging too high on uh, on (laughs) things that would make you fall in love with vegetables yeah (laughs) because when when you try to make a, a snap pea thing with ricotta toast and it doesn't come out right it's probably disgusting no, it no did come out right. Cooking. It did. It, it looked exactly like the picture and everything, but it was like, so I was like, I'm going to eat, like, I was like trimming the peas and everything because they have these little strings and whatever that you have to pull off. And I like, I was like, okay, I'm going to eat one of these raw. And I like could not swallow it. And I was like, well, maybe it will be better 
when it has like this little vinaigrette that you toss it in and everything. And I just, I, I was suffering for all of it. I've tried so hard. I can't do like, I'll eat carrots. I like those. And I like, do you like carrots? Well, let's build with from that. Okay. You like carrots. Mm -hmm. Do you like broccoli, steamed broccoli? Not steamed. I like it like roasted or sauteed. Okay. Okay, so if you like roasted broccoli, do you like Brussels sprouts? Yes, like re- I do. Like really well-made uh-huh. Brussels sprouts. Yes, I can make a mean Brussels sprout. Okay, so we're right now we got three vegetables on the list that you like, Claire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like? You don't like salad? No, I hate lettuce. I'll take it off my veggie burgers and stuff. How do you how do you navigate this in a beet? Do you like beets? Beets? No, uh-uh, they taste like dirt. Mm, they but don't, though. Mm-mm. Beets don't taste like, like dirt. You'll get some beets that have, like, a very kind of, like, a, you can get, like, a, you like you were putting, you were trying to put, like, what were you going to do, some vinegar on one of those things or some kind of thing, right? Yeah, like a, like a, like a mustard vinaigrette. Well, beets can be, beets don't taste like dirt. You, you got to, they need to be prepared correctly. That's true. I've only had them steamed, and it was like also a texture thing. So soft. That's well. Then they that can even be adjusted too, based on the preparation. Then you, you're not you're not far from Brussels sprouts in its own way, or carrots. Okay. okay. From the earth, so they should taste a little like dirt. Yeah, they don't I, have to. I can't well, argue. But I like there. dirt. I I'm not complaining. I would eat I like it. earthy. I do stuff. too. I'm trying to help Claire. Yeah. Well, let's get out of the ground. Maybe. Maybe that's. <laughs> Do you like fruit, Claire? I love fruit. Like what fruit is your favorite fruit? Grapes? Clementines. No, Clementines. I don't like grapes. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So what if you had a salad that had fruit in it? Yeah, I could do that. What do you mean, like some strawberries or something in there? Sure. Whatever you think would fit in a salad. Strawberries. Sliced almonds. Sliced almonds. Clementines. You put them okay. in ricotta. Yeah, she's well, got some. Ricotta. She's got some laying around because you definitely didn't need it. <laughs> and you put some. You really can't eat lettuce. I, I I can eat some kinds of lettuce. I don't like the kind. You know, I think they put it like a lot in French salads, like the really bitter kind of like straggly lettuce. I can do romaine. I'm good with that. Okay, so then we'll do romaine. What about a okay. butter lettuce? Do you like butter yeah. lettuce? Mm. Yes, I do like butter lettuce. All right, let's throw a little bit of that. In You're there. doing all right, Claire. You like vegetables. I don't know how to tell you this. Yeah. You just don't like all of the vegetables. And you know what? That's no true. one likes all of the vegetables. <laughs> I know. I think it's just like residual guilt because whenever I go out with my friends who are mostly meat eating and they see me like picking stuff off of my food because I felt too bad to ask them to leave it off, they're like, "How are you a vegetarian if you don't eat vegetables?" And so it's just like a complex at this point. <laughs> what's the junkiest thing you eat? What do you eat? Like, what's like the junkiest fake, ver- ve- fake version of a, of a thing with meat in it that you eat? Um, it's probably it's probably like the Impossible Burger or the Beyond Burger, like cheeseburger, like with like cheddar and mayo, and like it's really good with like an onion ring on it, and mm-hmm. like totally it was not a veggie in sight on that burger. Sure. No, that's trash you're eating. Yeah. It just thank happens you. to not have meat on it. <laughs> exactly. 
And that's fine, but just they have to do that in moderation. I know, you're right. I mean, it's either that or it's like I can make, like, sloppy jokes with the beefless crumbles, which I feel like that's not that bad. It's just, like, I make, like, a good homemade tomato sauce and stuff like that. That's usually my go-to for fake meat. Now, when you make the homemade tomato sauce, are you using Prego? No, 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 no. I'm going to the Trader Joe's. I'm getting the garlic, I'm getting the onion, like, I know how to make a sauce and everything, and I'm getting, like, the plain tomato sauce, and I'm getting some red wine and reducing it and everything. I know what I'm doing in that area. Sure, sure, because I actually, um, it's actually a childhood memory I had, and it, uh, hold on, one harp, little boy, sound, too many things on the soundboard, ay ay ay. Well, that goes the momentum on that one. <laughs> now, hold it. Hold, here we go. I remember, I think back to my childhood, right? There it is, right? I remember I was also, uh, a fan of a mean tomato sauce, and it went a little something like this. What's this? Married six months and already your wife's using spaghetti sauce for Joe? It's okay, Pop. This is Prego. Prego. Listen to me. The ingredients of a successful marriage. Garlic. It's in there. Little bits of real herbs and onions for that homemade taste. Pop, look. It's in there. And you need... Whoa. It's in there. 100% natural Prego spaghetti sauce. And it also was... Oh, taste. It's in there. Let me just say something to if I'm ever eating at anyone's house and they take that wooden spoon that they're stirring the sauce with and they start eating off of it to taste what it is, I'm leaving. I'm out. If I see you licking the spoon that you're going to stick back in the pot, I'm out. I don't want to lick. That's that's the most disgusting conceit in... Maybe that's only a movie thing where it's just like... I'm working on the sauce. T- t- taste it. Tell me what you think of the sauce. Hmm, needs more salt. It's like whoosh, licking the thing, <laughs> blonk back into the sauce. It's not what a movie I? thing. I totally do that. <laughs> well, I'm not eating in your house, Claire. I know. I'm telling anybody I know, if you do that, just tell me. I'll eat before <laughs> I come over. So... Also, by the way, I'm receiving some very sad, all kidding aside, some very sad uh, news here. He called earlier in the show, and it's uh, so this makes it even more upsetting. Wally Wackyman is uh, getting word that he was in a uh, convenience store. There was a, a robbery, and he was a hero. But he is uh, deceased. He was shot six times, and then they're also, they're also reporting he was in on the job. He was it was an inside job. He was, but in all seriousness, uh, rest in peace, Wally Wacky Man. We uh, so sorry. We all have that third Pupcast episode now to remember you by. That's your. That's your. Uh, uh, Swan song. That's his sitting on the dock of the bay a song that comes out. It's his, uh, double fantasy. It's his double fantasy. 
Wally Wacky Man, rest in peace. And everybody, remember the good times with him. So listen to episode three of the Pupcast and honor, honor the legacy, the three episodes of the podcast and four and a half year legacy <laughs> of Wally Wacky Man. All right, Claire, thank you so much for the call. Thanks. Have a good night. You too. Jason, do we have anybody else? We do. Why don't you, Line three, talk. you're on. Hey, what's up, Tom? Hey, who's this? Uh, my name's John. John? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Moorhead City, North Carolina. More, where's Moorhead City? Um, it's on the beach. Uh, I'm on vacation. You're on the beach, so you're out on the, the, the coastal area of North Carolina, which is very nice. It's very nice. It's beautiful. I stepped on an oyster yesterday. I'm having the best time. You stepped on an oyster. Is that the area? That's like, what's, what's the, that's where they filmed like Dawson's Creek out there. Um, I think that's Wilmington, North Carolina, which is a little bit, uh, down the coast from where I am. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's picturesque. The sure. uh, Moorhead City itself is, uh, it's actually kind of a, it's a working port. So it's, it's, uh, a little, probably rougher than like the Dawson's Creek zone. Um, but you know, it's, so it's, a, what do you mean same. rougher? Uh, like if you if you go to the locals only bar, like someone will call you a homo or something. Oh, that sounds like a great place to hang out. What an awesome uh, vacation spot. <laughs> yeah. I think as long as you don't um you know, as long as you don't let that get to you, it's fine. Yeah, just roll with it. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> What made you pick hey, that man. as your vacation? It's, well, uh, I'm here because... Dock I workers? Have... You're hanging out with dock workers? No, I just like to go to the, you know, I like to go to the, I like to go to the bars. Sure. Well, you know they so, have them in other places, too. Yeah, sure. They have bars in other places. Also, let me say this. I've been looking for this episode of... uh of uh Saturday Night Live that Gwyneth Paltrow hosted back in uh 1999 I believe cuz there's a sketch I've been trying to find called Hardcore Rock and it was an it was a an, a fake commercial she did where she was like I and I was trying to remember it I I remember her saying hi I'm Gwyneth Paltrow and everybody knows my I, my love of hardcore pornography and like that's how it started off and it's nowhere to be found cuz it was like the soundtrack album for for porn movies that she was doing a commercial for. Right. But since I guess it had licensed music, that means it's not that they don't put it up because they don't want to pay. They never pay. They put up a song of mine, didn't pay. They didn't pay? Who's they? SNL. They put a song of yours. The serial theme song. That's right. They just assumed they didn't have to pay. Eh, why would they? They probably have more lawyers, but... Yeah, that sucks. You can't get what's-his-face after them? The kid that killed them? Can't sick him on him? He's got bigger fish to fry, I think. Send him up there. (laughs) Right? Shakedown? Yeah. 
What have you got? Because there's how many seasons have there been? Three? Of SNL? I think 45. Oh, no, of Serial. No, of Serial. It's like Abbott and Costello all of a sudden. Um, Three seasons of Serial? You know, I checked out after the first one. (laughs) You wrote the song. (laughs) I think there's three. Brett, you know podcasts. Three or two? Three. There's three, really? Oh. I thought there was only two. And is it the same theme all the time? No! Oh, man, you got it. I got many calls to make after this. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't check that second season out. You had a a rude awakening waiting for you. You're like, all right, let's hear this song. Here we go. So... Yeah, so they so they jobbed you on that on SNL. A little bit. I don't know. They, uh, they knew I wouldn't come after them. But all to say, it stayed up online because of that. I think live they can get away with it. But mm-hmm. now, you know, in 1999, they probably didn't have to worry about, you know, streaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking for that thing. If somebody has it anywhere, please send it to me. What's going on over there? Oh, good, good. Um, hey, Tom. Hey, what's up? Are you in the studio with the dude who wrote the serial theme song? I am. (laughs) For apparently season one. That's amazing. It is. It's very impressive. That's one of the very, the many impressive things that Nick has done. Yeah, that's cool. It is, I agree. I stepped on an oyster once too. It hurts. I always fear that the, uh, you know, you get a cut and it's like, well, this will be the infection that, you know, I die from. That'll be the one that gets you. Yeah, it's kind of frightening. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, did you have a topic on the table tonight? Yes, actually, there's there's uh, you can either talk about sleep disorders, mm-hmm. or you can talk about what is something you just are never going to get into that you wanted to, but you're just never going to find the time or or uh, motivation. I think um, on that second one, I I would like to be the kind of person who could like recite poetry and was like into poetry and read poetry. Oh, that is but, a good one. That is, you mean the people that can just, can just, can just pull out a, a, a couple lines of poetry to, to, to match a moment. Yeah. Or like one time I was a, I was a lot younger and I had, you know, I was like partying with people and I guess I grabbed a, a a magazine off the table and I recited a poem out of the magazine. And, but just like you say, to be able to quote a poem or to even really just know what those people are talking about, I think, like I would like to have those patches on my people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, look, then why that seems, that seems doable. Have you ever tried to read a poem? It's not doable. That's actually a fair point. I'm not yeah. doing it. No, it's it's doable tough. for you, tough not for it. me, man. But that's not my that's not my fantasy either. I'm not the one looking to get his jollies off 
throwing poems around. Uh, yeah, but fair enough. I, I guess I don't want it enough. You might not want it enough. Hey, Tom, can I say one other thing? Sure. Um, I love you, and I just think you make the best show. You make the best show. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. Thank you. Yeah, you're the man. I appreciate it. Right. And, you have a nice uh, night, my friend. Thanks, man. Sweet dreams. Sure. Well, that was a creepy way to end it. Yeah, it took a turn. Sweet, you're like I'm going to be in your dreams. See you later. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see. Yeah, I'll see you in a few hours. It's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Mike, you, you remember that commercial? You don't? All right, whatever. You do. You're just trying to make me look dumb. Trying to gaslight me. Who we got other calls at two oh one three three two three four eight four? We we do. Line one, you're on the air. Hey Tom. Hey, who's this? This Evan. Evan, where are you calling from? Did you call already? I did. Okay. Why 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 are you calling back? Well, I had a question for Nick. Okay. Shoot. Um Canadian is maybe not my favorite topic, but uh, I'm curious to know, growing up where you did on Vancouver Island, do you recall any, without naming names, an eccentric neighbor or person of the town that you lived in that uh, that you could tell us about? Most of hmm. them are on the lam or off the grid, so they're pretty interesting. Do you, is this a leading question? Do you, is there someone I should be? Well, I'm not exactly sure where you're from, but, uh, okay. I know, I know of Vancouver Island and I lived okay. there for a spell, but, but there's definitely some folks out there that are, that are worth talking about that are a pocket of, um, you know, interesting, uh, people from Canada. Yeah, it's wild and and woolly on the island because a lot of people assume that it's Vancouver or or even Vancouver adjacent. But I mean, it is. But you have to get to where I'm from. You have to take a ferry, and it takes like five hours to get to Campbell River. Um, there was yeah. some. There was a guy uh, I went to high school with who had a band called Doctor Molesto and the Perverts in Power. And uh, he was pretty. He was a character, Doctor Molesto, mm-hmm. and the perverts in power. Mm-hmm. And he called people that went to his shows repeat offenders. Okay. He called his fans, although he had no fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is probably a good thing. And he ran for mayor uh, of Campbell River, and he got third out of fourth. So wow. somebody lost to Doctor Molesto. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> Sitting at home with your family. He came from a very broken home, but results are coming in. Yeah. I'm saying, and you're the fourth, right? And it's like, Daddy, it's like, did you win, Daddy? No, I, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, did you at least come in third? Did you at least come in third? No, son, I didn't. Uh, Doctor Molesto came in third. Your 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 dad lost. 
not Dr. Melissa from The Perverts in Power. Well, he's <laughs> son. He's actually not. He's doc, the perverts in power are, are his backing band. <laughs> Doctor Molesto is not one of the perverts in power, and neither myself or Doctor Molesto are in power because we both lost the election tonight. But Molesto, <laughs> more people walked into a voting booth and pulled the lever. For a guy who called himself Dr. Molesto than they did for me, son. He literally waited online and went into a booth and said, I want Dr. Molesto to run this town <laughs> over me. I mean, he had a platform. Sure. Yeah. Hey, Tom. It's a, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, what's that now? Uh, I owe you $26 for a recounting yeah. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and uh, Rocket Man. Because now you did not have to see Bohemian Rhapsody? No. I had the perfect uh, viewing or listening experience. Thank you. I'll sum them up. Since you since you owe me twenty six dollars, I'll give you I'll give you your money's worth. Thank you. Right? What yep. movie do you want? To, what movie you want to hear about right now? Which one? Ooh, Toy Story four. Toy Story four. Okay. Well, first of all, the toys are back. Right? <laughs> Sounds like a horror movie. <clears throat> Say it like that. It's like uh, child's play. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't Chucky show up in one of those Toy Story movies? Well, wait a second. Now He's I a toy. He's in the that. cinematic universe for sure. What's that guy? Well, because child's plays out now too, so now I owe you four times the movie ticket. But go for it, please. Just imagine Chucky. Just imagine uh, what's his face. Bo Buzz Lightyear, right? That's a fun image. Child's Play. It's back. Finally. That doll. Pixar presents. Disney Pixar presents. Child's Play. Child. <laughs> what happens? That kind of like that. Right. That guy is that guy could buy and sell me. It's just because he talks in the most unnatural way possible. He's out of a job now. Isn't Charlie he? Hoover's living a. It was a day like any other day. Charlie Hoover. <laughs> it's like no one talks like that. But then a special package showed up. But three wishes. <laughs> a genie. Charlie Hoover. I started doing Who's announcing. Charlie Hoover. I'm just made a name. Oh, that would be I thought that movie. was Chucky's full name. No. No. It's just a movie that would have that guy doing the thing like it was just like any other day. So smug. In the world of in Charlie Hoover. Charlie Hoover. This film has not yet been rated. <laughs> I was like, what? It's like, 
John Wick 3, this film has not yet been rated. It's like, we kind of can guess what the rating's going to be on this one. Like, it's really up for grab. Like, maybe it'll be PG. Who knows? I don't know. And then they just show the first one minute of it to the ratings board. It's just like, this is an R or right now. Like, w- watching Bulban Moranovich get his face caved in with a book by John Wick. Caller? Yeah, go ahead, Tom. What do you got for me? What, anything else? That's it. I love you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Tom. You have a great night. Thank you. You too. What else we got, uh, Jason? Anybody else? Yeah, we have uh, one, one last call. Well, hold on. Don't put him on yet. Okay. The other day, I went to the drugstore, Nick. This is. Tell me if this is the kind of thing that happens in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I'm coming out of the drugstore, and there's a guy in front in a security guard uniform talking to a woman and her child, and he's looking at his phone, and I swear this is what he was saying. Son-in-law. He went, who I swear, I swear he was going, Encino man, son-in-law, in the army now, mm-hmm. biodome. Mm-hmm. He was naming Pauly Shore movies mm-hmm. to this woman. He was saying they're very funny. And I was just like, that seems like there's no other city on the planet where a security guard would be rolling off Pauly Shore's IMDb to a woman who clearly had a question about Pauly Shore. What would, do you think the question was? Rela- can, you, can you name six Pauly Shore movies? It had nothing to do with, you were at the CVS or something? It was a Rite, a Rite Aid, right? Rite Aid, okay. Oh, right, that's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense. That kind of stuff happened. Well, you, I heard you last week talking about the Annabelle. Guy on a bike uh, riding by goes, Annabelle, June 26th. Annabelle, June 26th. Like, town crow suddenly mm-hmm. was like, uh, uh, what's his face? Who's the dude who said the British are coming? Her, Herbie, what's his name? I don't know. See, that's American stuff. Yeah. What's his name? Paul Revere. Oh. The Beastie Boys oh, wrote right. a song about him. That's that's my, where I begin and end. So, yes, he was like the Paul Revere for the Annabelle Conjure, for the Conjuring movie right. franchise. Well, billboards, I think they strategically place them around mm-hmm. the actor. You know, it's it's just for the actors and the creators of the show to see their work up on a billboard to think that, you know, the promotion. I think that... So they could, will often LA. take two ad, two billboards out. Right. Or somewhere, two guys on bikes. Somewhere with the actor. They just make sure somebody rides by the actor's <laughs> house screaming out the, the release. You were probably within earshot of a cast member of Annabelle. Annabelle, That's yes. my guess. Go, go. <laughs> She's over there. Go right by and start screaming at Annabelle. June 26th. Jason, g- give me that next call, please. Line two, you're on. How you doing, Tom? Good. Who's this? This is uh, Brendan from Boston. Brendan Boston, you're here with me and Nick Thorburn. Nick Thorburn, what's going on, man? Not much, Brian. How are you? 
good. It's Brendan. But uh, very good. Right, what, what are you on, a space that. shuttle with a gap in thing here? You can't hear us? That yeah, I'm, 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 on, I'm at Epcot right now. You're at Epcot. No, I'm kidding. I'm actually eating Wendy's in my car. All right, that's better. And <laughs> yeah, worse and at worse. the same time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What are you eating? Let me guess what you're eating. Probably a, You probably have a double, right? Because a triple right. would be way too much. But I'm hungry. <laughs> would you have some what are you eating? A double, you have a double, right? I mean... It's a combo meal. Do you want to guess the combo? Not really. All right. Fair, well, what fair made enough. you call tonight, my friend? Um, so I'd like to talk about uh, the topic, um, something I'll never get into. What's that? I think that would have to be Game of Thrones, and I feel like somebody has already said this tonight, maybe. Somebody did say Game of Thrones, but that's okay. You can also feel the same way. Yeah, I mean... I don't know, it's just, at this point, there's, like, no reason to watch, and, like, you know, if I wasn't a part of it while it was going on, and also I just don't like, like, shows about leprechauns yeah. and things like that. No, we all, we all, because we didn't watch it, but then it turned out that it sucked, we all won. That's right? what I'm saying, yeah. Because we did like the- so much with that time. Remember all the things we did with that time when people were watching Game of Thrones? And then what did we do? We just watched something else on a Sunday night. Yeah, yeah they Correct. all watch. Let them watch their Game of Thrones. I think I'm going to watch another thing on television. And then what? So go ahead. So that, do you have anything else? Yeah, I mean... I'd just like to say that, yeah, honestly, when it was on, it was, like, I respect what it was as a program, but, like, the fact that they had DJ Khaled and Tyler, the creator, in the last episode, like, do a rap battle, I just thought that was a little unnecessary and kind of, like, synergy at its finest. Mm-hmm. So your you, this is your comedy routine you were working on, right? How long have yeah, you been sitting on that one? I was the dude that called up a couple of weeks ago and did the impression of you on that, dude. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. So you wrote this thing where you were going to try to tell me that DJ Khaled and Tyler, the creator, were on the series finale of Game of Thrones? Yeah. Well, main, I just thought of it, but I kind of just wanted to hear you say DJ Khaled and Tyler, the creator, on the last episode of Game of Thrones. Well, you got what you wanted. Christmas morning over there. I know, for real. No, you did it. You got what you wanted. Okay? So, uh, how's that way, man? I'm gonna dump this guy. This guy's driving me nuts. Couldn't have less to say, that guy. How's that way, man? He's joking. He did get it. He got his joke in. His little stand-up act. Took a while to get there. The finale of, uh, Game of Thrones was highly discussed and, uh, I wonder what it would be like if uh, DJ Khaled and Tyler, the creator, had a rap. First of all, what rap battle would – there's not even a rap battle. DJ Khaled is in a rap – he's going to lose. Yeah. Because all he does is yell the name of the other person on his record. Right. Can you believe this guy's on the Kendrick Lamar record? Like one of the most acclaimed records in all time is now just guys like – 
He's like Kendrick Lamar, Kung Fu Kenny. Yeah. And then like Kendrick Lamar like then does the song. Right. No, it it baffles me. I don't understand. I mean, every everything about DJ Khaled is his kid. Yeah. Every billboard, every album title, uh, every music video. Sure. It's because that's the only thing he's ever, I mean. Made. Allegedly. Yes. This guy is so, like, I've never seen anybody. That's, that, that guy might be the biggest smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. act, uh, going. I don't get it. He's a curator, I guess. I guess so. Brings people together. But all he t- talks about is like, Win. Win, 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 win. Win, win, win. And he's like, win. he's winning. I can't believe it. But you know who else is winning? Donald Trump is winning. Mm-hmm. He's probably the greatest winner in American history when you think about it. He won at real estate. Then he won at entertainment. And then he won at politics. Mm-hmm. First t- Every time he tried a thing, he won the first time he did it to where he won the biggest job on the planet. He's pretty much the most successful. He's not wrong when he brags about how great he is. He tried to run for office once, and he said it'll be when I'm president, and then he won. <laughs> and he's like, well, I guess I'll do a TV show. And then it became huge. Mm-hmm. I got to give him credit. He's a winner. He sucks, obviously, but he's not. He's win- he wins. Mm-hmm. It's we lose when he wins, mm-hmm. but he wins. But DJ Khaled is like, well, he lost to Tyler the Creator. He came number two in that rap battle. In that rap battle, yes. No, but in the in they released albums in the same week, and Tyler the Creator bested him. Igor, the right? The album Igor, yeah, upended DJ Khaled's album. Father of still got my kid, right? His Still album. a father. Did I mention my son? <laughs> like his new album. Did I mention I have a son? Hey, yeah, yeah. You'd think it was like Children of Men, the way that guy's like, <laughs> like he's holding the first kid that was born in thirty years. Mm-hmm. How did you get that kid? How'd you do that? Yeah. And why'd you put him in a hot tub? Yeah, he's got his kid. He's got him in like a little like it's a newborn in a hot tub. Yeah. Cannot be good. No, and he's got muscles too. He's like the smoking baby. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. What if, what if DJ Khaled's kid turns out to be like the smoking baby? He probably already is. Do you think you could beat the smoking baby in a fight? No, I don't. Not a chance. I'm sure that kid. First, he's probably six now. Yeah. First, he's got a lit cigarette. <laughs> Just put it out on my forehead. Yeah. He's got an advantage. I don't have a lit cigarette. That's true. He's, and that means he probably got a lighter. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried about that. Right. And then I'm going to be like, oh, I got to go easy because he's a kid. But he's like ripped. Yeah. And he's got tats and stuff. Yeah. No, I would not want to mess with the that kid. You could probably rope a dope him, though, because he'd get out, go out of breath so quickly. Because he's, he's still a smoker. Yes. He's been smoking for, he's been smoking for 95% of his life. <laughs> so yeah, he would have a fair, he would probably get winded. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never understand this DJ Khaled thing. Me neither. And then like the whole, like, like, uh, look, I'm not going to talk about the, uh, his, his, uh, proclivities or uh-huh. lack thereof, <clears throat> but that's a, 
you know, J- Julie Klausner talks about his, his, uh, his bedroom activities mm-hmm. on Twitter. John Daly has an amazing song about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll say it's, no more. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a class act from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. But could he throw money at me and make me dance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. He could. I've got a price. Could he throw money at you and make you fight the smoking baby? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Skydiving. With the smoking baby? No, he skydives at the same time I do. We fight in the air. Me, me, like in a fist fight with the smoking baby falling through the sky. Mm -hmm. First one to land a square punch, their parachute can get pulled. (laughs) You can't, they won't pull your parachute until you land like a legit punch on the other guy i have a bad feeling we're gonna see that in the next 20 years on tv parachute fighting yeah skydive fighting mm-hmm. yeah i i think that that's a real thing that yeah. would be great yeah i'd watch it yeah brett would you watch that two people in a fist fight while skydiving you'd watch it hosted by steph curry would that be a show on on forever dog like 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 just talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Like if you got like, uh, like who would you get to do that? Like what, who would be a good, uh, comedian to do that? Who would be good? Cause, cause this could get back to them too. So pick your spots wisely. Guy Branham. Sure. He's good. Guy Branham. He's funny. What about one of the groomzillas? Yeah. Right? But if you get one, then the other one's going to be like, what are you doing to me, Brett? You're selling me out. You put the other groomzilla on that thing with Guy Brownham. Now I'm stuck here. I'm here stuck here twiddling my thumbs. Caller. They drop. What's that now? They dropped. They dropped. Who? How many calls do we have left? One call. One call. Let's take that call, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Here we go. Line one, you're on. Hi, this is Hal in Portland, Oregon. Who is it? This is Hal in Portland, Oregon. Hal. Yeah, this Hi, is Hal. Tom. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? Good. What's going on in Portland tonight? Um, nothing much. I know it's kind of coming to the end of the show, um, but I've been wanting to ask you um, if you believe in ghosts for a while, and it got brought up a second earlier in the show, so I felt like this is the perfect time. To ask me if I believe in ghosts. Yeah, I don't, I, it's something that I'm curious about with everyone. I just like to hear Do people Do I believe in ghosts? It. This is a weird, let me think this through. I am actually, I guess I believe in energy yeah being being kind of like channeled in strange ways and if that's what ghosts are then i guess that would be ghosts i don't mm-hmm. believe in actual people trapped between the the planes mm-hmm. you know what i mean i don't believe that there's yeah. somebody waiting that they're there that they died in the place that i'm in and stuck there. Uh-huh. I don't believe in that necessarily. But just like spooky, you you believe in the in just like 
that there are things going on that that we may not be able to explain. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes, I would. I a whole. I would believe that completely because I don't. Who knows the answer to that? Yeah, you'd yeah. have to be. You yeah, have the hubris to assume you know that things aren't possible. Mm-hmm. The hubris. Do you that have any like? No, yeah, totally. Do you have any like weird stories that kind of go with that? That like make you believe in those weird energies, or is it just like a feeling that you have? Do I have any? I mean, that's a, that's a really good question. I'm trying to think if there was anything that's happened to me that would make me think. I can't think of anything specifically mm-hmm. that that may that I would say that's why I feel this way. Yeah, for me, it's like I feel like I've heard stories from other people that are kind of mm-hmm. like a little weird and unexplained. Like it's never happened to me personally, but for people that I trust and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why they would like lie about that or, or make that up. Like maybe it was just something that they just couldn't explain or just didn't think to explain. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, look, maybe yeah. I would say this, this is what I would believe in a way that makes me, uh, that, that, that is, it's, it's some version that there's something bigger than what, what this is. It would be that I just feel like all this happened already. Huh. Does that make sense to you? Um, what do you that mean I did by this that? Already? Like I feel like I did this already. That's oh. what I believe. I think, it, is it? Yeah, I think so. That we just constantly relive our own lives for eternity. It kind of feels like, like I've lived this life already. Mm-hmm. I've seen the end of it already. Mm-hmm. Wow. Two. What my life? You've seen the this end. Is- mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> Later tonight. Oh no. It's in there. Oh no. It's in there. Sweet dreams. No, no. <laughs> Nick Thor. Don't do that to me. At Nick from Highlands. Penguins in print at fantagraphics.com. Where are your albums, the labels? I don't know. They're on, they're on the things. They're all over. You go, this is what you do. You go to the streaming service. You're not sure if you don't know islands yet. You go there. You check out. I'm going to say the one to check out is hold on. And I'm not going to let you say, don't worry. It's not going to be the one I always talk about that I won't shut up about. (laughs) It's not going to be arm's way, but that's one you should check out down the road. Mm hmm. I would say if somebody wants to get on board, what would you say if I told them to listen to Should I Remain Here at Sea? Yeah. That's a good entry point. Yeah, I think right? so. It kind of does all the things. What about vapors? To... How would you feel about that as an entry point? That's a very particular one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all different. They're all different, I think. Yes. Hopefully. But there's a thread running through all of them. I think so. And you did a sh- I saw you play songs last week at the benefit that our friend Jason Walliner put together. He did. The, the Let's Save the Future benefit. That's that was right. a great night. He did such a great job. I'm so proud of him yeah. for what he did. Raised tons of money. Yes. And he doesn't. He sell only took it. like a little bit of yes. it. Yes. He only shaves off 80%. Which is decent. It's yes. Usually it's 85. After expenses, he takes 80% of what's left. expenses are very high. <laughs> no, he takes nothing. and But he made a lot of money for a really good charity. 
And, uh, and he's also humble about it. He doesn't go up on stage like for a standing ovation. Never. No, he's, he, he Never. hides from the, mm-hmm. the, that thing, but he makes it happen. Mm-hmm. Very proud of him. And, um, yeah, so you were, you were on that bill and it was great. You played these new songs and they were all so good. Thanks. And one's for you. One was, you said, this is for a friend. And then I was like, this one's for me. I was joking <laughs> with everybody. I'm like, this one's about me. And I was like, you said, yeah, this one's for a friend. I'm just like, yeah, thank you. And like, <laughs> and then suddenly you're like singing the thing. I'm like, well, you said Tom in that one. Oh my God. Suddenly I was, suddenly it looked like I was like a jerk. <laughs> you just um, know. You've no, lived this life before. I have. That was a great song. Thank Thanks. you for that. And it also worked in a, a thing that we've talked about. I don't know. Did we talk about it on the show or? or? <clears throat> no, we talked about it at a sports bar. Okay. About, uh, this Harry Cruz quote. Mm-hmm. The author Harry Cruz had a thing about. Uh, that life doesn't want you to do the things that you want to do. It like, like life wants you to just go to the zoo every day mm-hmm. and, uh, and do that preferably every day, <laughs> like, and eat cotton candy or mm-hmm. eat peanuts. Mm-hmm. So that's something that was one of my favorite quotes. And then your song works that theme in. It's unbelievable. I can't believe it. Thank you. That's the sweetest thing. I'm touched by that. Well, Nick. it's love. Oh, I love you. Nick. Until it's not. Until it turns it's not. to hate. Yes, until it turns to hate. Or indifference, which is the true opposite oh, of love. So true. Yes. If you can move the needle, <laughs> you accomplish something. You're right. Like, no, oh, I love you so much. No, mm-hmm. oh, I hate you so much. And this is the thing that Forever Dog's got going for it. Hate. <laughs> it courses through all their veins. Revenge. They act like they're just having fun and just trying to do podcasts. They want to run everyone out of the biz. They want them all out. They want LA podcast to go through one studio. And look, they and one don't, Brett, one Brett, the last Brett. There can only be one. It's like the Highlander. Mm-hmm. The Podlander. <laughs> there can only be one Brett in podcasting. Not the one who's like, hey, that's me, Brett. Hey. You know that Brett, right? That's a pretty Dude, good impression of him. It's spot. I hey. mean, it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, guys. It's me, Brett. I do. I'm an engineer. And I also play bass <laughs> in Islands. But I like him, too. I'm only teasing him because he is mean to me. Is he really? In Hollywood handbook okay. uh, land. He, <clears throat> he, I get the business from there. He's fine. No, I love him. He's a nice guy. I don't love him. I like him. Because if I say I love him, then then I'm being dishonest because I do, I do love you. Right. I just want to be truthful about who I love. Mm-hmm. So on that note, Jason, any, anything else over there? No, we're good. We're good. You have your 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 show coming up. Yes. You and Pat Byrne have a show at Union Hall. July seventh. Sunday, July seventh. Eight p.m. Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. So at the very end of the Fourth of July weekend, you'll get back into sure. town. Come to the show. You roll back into town. You go right over to Union Hall. 
and you do your thing. You check out Jason and Pat at doing their show. So it's come to this. Don't miss it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And Mike, of course, there's apmike.bandcamp.com. He's got his book club going still. Soon it's going to be the magazine club. After that, it'll be the... You're probably going to get old issues of The New Yorker that he never got to. The front page is ripped off. With the top cut off, you mean? Right. Like, so, the mag- so they could return them? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. The ones that the magazine... And who... Who can figure why the magazine industry is in disarray? That that's the business model where it's like, yeah, just cut the top off the thing and show us the ones you didn't sell and we'll give you your money back on it. You keep the rest of the magazine. Great business model. When I think of that, I think of, uh, think of a place that's flabby and out of touch, a little too, a little too enamored with its own success. Kind of place would have boxes of donuts out and a cold brew on tap. They're focusing on all the trappings now. It's like in Rocky Three when Rocky was training and he's just doing it and selling tickets to it and selling merchandise. And then Mickey was like, this is a disgrace. This isn't, this isn't boxing. This ain't boxing. And then he's like, come on, Mick, I'm just doing the thing. Just having some fun. What's going problem? But then meanwhile, they cut to a Clubber Lang, played by Mr. T, who's in train at the dirty, a, a filthy gym, going nuts, getting ready. That's forever, dog. It's a working out in a garbage hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. This place is beautiful. It really is. I want to thank all teasing aside. Seriously. Thank you so much, Brett and everybody here at Forever Dog and Chelsea and Alec and Sam who have been so nice to us for our whole the last few weeks. It's very much appreciated and I can't thank you enough for your generosity. So yes, it was a great time here and I appreciate it and go to foreverdogpodcasts.com to check out their their stable of talent. And it's good stuff. And Jason, do you want to play something on the way out? Do some Kurt Vile. Play some Kurt Vile. What are you going to play? Uh Loading Zones. Loading Zones, the hit single off of his most recent album Bottle It In on Matador Records. Thanks, everybody. Be back next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, and thanks to Nick Thorburn. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's the most embarrassing one of all. (laughs) Thanks to Nick Thorburn. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a great night, everybody.